Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. We are back and ready to keep going on these TV brackets. Our last episode bracket was streaming originals where Amazon Prime's The Boys took home the crown. Dark was robbed. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we have a brand new list of cable dramas, and I have a feeling we're going to be fighting to the death. And now I know a lot of these are universally loved shows, but I think the goal here through our passionate fighting is to convince people to watch the ones they have not watched yet. Yes. AKA The Magicians. Yep. I cannot wait to just- The Magicians is on this, The 100. Those kind of shows that yeah. people haven't seen yet, that's what we're going to try to convince you to watch. Are we ready to go? Let's do it. Just jump in. Okay. So the first matchup today is the CW's The 100. Oh, and by that, I mean The 100 <laughs> versus AMC's Walking Dead. That's hilarious. The Walking Dead. I have n- I have not seen the 100 and I've seen a lot of the Walking Dead and I'm still going to vote against the Walking Dead <laughs> because that shit just dragged on for no apparent reason. And based off what you guys say with the whole 100 and how it's been so well received with everything, I'm just going to vote the 100. And I just like I like the first two, three seasons of the Walking Dead were amazing to me. Like yeah. I loved watching it. It just fell so hard. Mm-hmm. And that is why I'm going to vote the 100 in this episode. The Walking Dead is now it is now the reference of when a show drags on too long. Yeah, it is. It set the standard. Yep. So that alone, the first season was incredibly captivating on the first two or three. And then it just died and it won't say die. People might like hate us for going against the Walking Dead because I know there are some still like diehard Walking Dead fans out there. But like if you stuck with it, good job. That's amazing. Like, I'm sure you enjoy it for a reason but i just couldn't get past like fucking episodes like season five whatever it was like it was just so long yeah so i i read the comics and the comics are freaking phenomenal they're so good and they're done now they're ended and the end was phenomenal as well i probably got the furthest i would say maybe from all of us i only ended maybe uh, kathleen might have actually got a little further than me you keep making these blanket statements ah, i'm sorry kathleen <laughs> last episode you did it like eight times i'm gonna kill you i'm sorry kathleen but i i only stopped maybe what two or three years ago me and kathleen yeah. stopped around the same time around the negan stuff yeah I agree with Dave that it's gone too long, but I thought it was really good until five, six, seven ish, mm-hmm. you know, and that's when I was done with it. But that being said, the hundred, I love it. I can't really say anything. We're going to save a lot of the hundred conversation for future rounds right. because that's going to win this. We start it as the hundred being our main show for this podcast. And we are the definition of subject matter experts when it comes to that show. So we don't have to harp on it too much, but I want to say that, uh, the Walking Dead. I think it's on. It's a, I'm looking at the Rotten Tomatoes right now. There's 11 seasons of it. And Jimmy, exactly what you're saying. You could just see the quality of the show dip after season five. Everything's yep. in the high 80s, low 90s, and then it's just like 70 percent, 60 percent, 60 percent, 50 percent. And it's clearly they're taking too many tangents from the source material, and it's suffering for that reason. And yep. it's just you know there's too many random characters that aren't in the source material that they have to have all these pass on. So it just takes away from the quality, but you know, the first original two seasons, three seasons were phenomenal, Yep. but the hundreds completed. It's awesome. We love it. It's got a spot in our heart. That's the vote. You just blew my fucking mind. There's 11 seasons yeah. of the walking dead. Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. I would agree that the first seasons were so good. That was the first show that I ever like on my own at my house would like, shoulder my sisters out of the living room like nah the walking dead's on like i yeah. gotta watch the walking dead you know and 
the premise. I love zombie stuff. Anything if you can do zombies well, it's so interesting. But it kind of was so long. I just yeah. I don't even remember the exact point where I stopped. I just stopped picking the show back up. And it's funny too because I think last episode of the bracket, I had literally said like there's 99% of the time when there's a comic or a book that comes out, the show tends to do a good job of, you know, doing its own thing while also sticking to the story that is not the case for the walking dead here they just like you said jimmy just way too many tangents that just caused it to hurt itself and just lost so many viewers over the years i'm yeah. sure yeah pretty quickly they decided to to go off they just went and changed a lot from the the book comics and i just remember there's two things i want to say one thing's going to make kathleen upset i believe but the first thing i remember is being in college when the first season came out and like kyle said and we just sat down and we're like everybody sit down turn off the lights we're watching this and for seven years i watched it every sunday the other the next thing i'm going to say is that negan was so good in the comics and i don't like jeffrey dean morgan's you're pissing me i off. know exactly <laughs> i don't I like no idea what you're gonna say it's the only thing i know you said i know i know <laughs> i just don't like his portrayal and it's not really his fault it's mainly the fault of amc that they, he can't curse a lot but I don't I wasn't a big fan of his portrayal and I don't like the way it went. I heard actually, I don't know, Luke, you could check around tomatoes. I heard that around season 10 or, or 11, it actually did pick back up. I kind of want to go back, but I never will watch 11 seasons probably again. Yeah, That's too big of a hurdle yeah. for me. But again, we're, we're talking Walking Dead because it's not going to make it. Like Luke said, the 100 yeah. will get it's it's due. Me and Luke have the Rotten Tomatoes page up. You have a very good grasp about how this show has <laughs> ebbed and flowed over the past 11 seasons. When, so kudos to you. When you. it was at its peak, though, it was a cultural. like. Oh, my gosh. Know, that's all anybody yeah. could talk about. Yeah. It had its own show. Like, what was it called? Talking about Talking the, Dead. Yeah. Talking Dead. Like, that was insane. Me and Jimmy went to a Walker Stalker con. I mean, we love it. Yep. Um, I, I've seen nine seasons of, uh, I think I watched up until episode Mid-season. one of season nine. Okay. I said, I want to kill myself. Yeah. I can't also, watch the show anymore. Also, Kathleen, say it. This fucking show right here, Walking Dead, spawned the spinoff. With Fear of the Walking girl. Dead, which took away Lisa one of our Debnum favorite characters Perry. from the hundred. She yeah. left the show because she was going to be the main character of Fear the Fear the Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah. So you know I, that's Ooh. that's also it's a, a negative. Yeah. We should get her on the pod and see which one she likes better. She's probably so fucking sick about talking about Lexa. She was like, "I was on six episodes. Can you yeah, guys shut true. up?" About it? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, the, the hundred wins. The hundred gets the last laugh because yeah. it's going to beat Walking Dead on the official Bingetown TV bracket. So, but I haven't talked about the Walking Dead. Yeah, I, same as what you guys have been saying. It drags along, but especially when the subject matter is so depressing, mm-hmm. it's just a dystopian thing. And I feel like it was just season after season they just kept on running into other humans that were way more evil than the zombies. And it's just like, this is not a happy show at all. There's mm-hmm. nothing like that makes me feel good about it. It's just people keep dying. It's depressing. It's awful. And when it's not, I don't know what I'm trying to say. You yeah. can't have a show that drags along and is that depressing. Yeah. <clears throat> it lost me. It and lost me right at the point where it lost everybody. Also in season one, they introduced this concept of they smeared themselves with blood and they could just walk through zombies. Uh, it didn't, use that again in the five seasons i saw they do they uh, they, they, they use okay. it and yeah. the whisk and the whispers in the later seasons are are really cool and they're in the comics as well carl is the cool. worst carl of all time he's such a fucking but dork. i'm yeah i mean it Coral. makes you it makes you think like Coral. i would just wear like i would wear like hats. Coral. <laughs> Coral. Coral. okay so walking dead like paul said learn how to fucking end it when you're on top yeah <laughs> i have to make this comment 
because this is the last time we'll talk about The Walking Dead for now. Jimmy has said before, and we have it on tape, mm-hmm. might not be released to the public, but Jimmy said that if he got bit, he wouldn't tell anyone and he would just start killing people. <laughs> That's a comment that he made. So I don't remember you can't saying trust that. Him. I don't remember hearing that. I remember I, must, just I being, might have just dragged and deleted it without yeah. listening to it. I remember being absolutely outraged <laughs> that A, you said you would hide it, but then you followed it up with saying, I would just start killing people. Because you're like, I don't care. I'm about to die. <laughs> I didn't say I would kill my friends. True. I wouldn't kill I famously you, would want to die first in an apocalypse. Please don't keep me around. Okay. So the hundred right, takes that one. That pretty easy. You are dark. The second one is this one. I don't know who's seen this. Actually, this is kind of a weird choice. BBC America's Luther mm-hmm. and HBO's The Sopranos. Oh yeah. I'll go first. Um, I've never seen The Sopranos, which feels like something that I should probably see at some point, but never will. And I choose Luther because I really fucking love it. And Idris Elba is hot. I'm gonna jump in and say that's really hurts my heart that you're not going to watch it because you watch a lot of things, Kathleen. And if you give a lot of things a try and you decide not to give Sopranos a try, that's kind of that hurt, that hurts. <laughs> I watched episode one once. Well, maybe you should try t- episode two. But now I've I've watched how many seasons are there of Luther Four? there's like weird special episodes. OK, I I'll, I'll say I've watched two, three and I stopped. So I stopped. And I think Sopranos <laughs> is one of the best shows that's in my top five. So that's it's moving on for me. Sopranos, I haven't watched all the way through. I like grew up when I would take a trip with my dad to the mountain house with all his friends, they would have Sopranos on. So I like, grew up watching like season four at a time. And it was horrifying as a like young teenager, but it was incredibly good and captivating. And I've just been putting it on the back burner, waiting to watch it because I know it's going to be the best mm-hmm. like, show uh luther i thought was incredible though like like you said you stopped watching it did kind of tail off towards the end Mm -hmm. but the i mean first of all idris elba is incredible he is the way he walks with his like long trench coat like keep your hands in the pocket so you don't touch anything like it's just so cool when alice was on screen I was like, that's her name, right? Yeah. Alice, the lean, the main, like, I was going to say the female she's lead. She's incredible. She yeah. is really good. I, I remember say that. watching that and being like, she's one of my favorite TV characters of all now, time. She's the main female lead for um the dark, his dark materials now. Oh, I, I need think. to watch that. Yeah. Uh, so she was incredible. She was a crazy person. So what's your choice? So I, I got to pick, I got to pick Sopranos. Okay. I can jump in as I know I'm pretty sure that Luther is on the list because of me. Yeah, me too. I mean, I didn't think I watched. Oh, really? I I, I got confused when I saw it because I thought. Yeah, it's just funny because we've literally never talked about it. But I was obsessed with this TV show. I vividly remember sophomore year of college, like coming back to our Hetzel Plaza apartment and just after class every day, I would just crush episodes until like, you know, two to eight p.m. Um, I still the scene with the blender in I don't know if it's season like two or three, maybe even just thinking about it, I haven't watched it in years and just thinking about it makes you feel uncomfortable. Also, I have never seen The Sopranos kind of sacrilege that we have a television podcast. Yeah. Jimmy harps on this a lot that yeah. <laughs> we have a TV podcast and we haven't a lot of us have not watched The Sopranos. My dad loves that television show. We have friends that love that television show. Absolute cultural phenomenon. Mm. Uh, the memes make me laugh and I don't fucking watch the show, but I cannot in good faith vote for it. Not because I haven't seen it, but because last week I lost a fancy football championship by 0.5 points to someone whose team name is the Gabagool Fiends. <laughs> so uh, 
right now at this point, Sopranos is absolutely dead to me. Yeah. So I'm going to vote for Luther. Are Italians dead to you, too? <laughs> They're on thin ice. We'll say that. They're on thin ice. Uh, all I want to say again for the Sopranos, I hope it makes the next round because I do want to say a lot more about it. But similar to The Walking Dead, what Tags is saying, it is definitely depressing. You at the end feel like worn out, worn out. You really do. But that being said, all the acting performances are phenomenal. Kyle was saying cultural phenomenon. Literally, TV is what it is now because Sopranos existed. The Sopranos was the first to do what TV does now. Super quick, because you don't probably care about the opinions of someone who has seen neither show, but based on cultural <laughs> impact alone, The Sopranos is my vote. Thank you. Exactly. I'm going to right there with you, Beat Soms. Haven't seen either. Uh, I've only ever heard of like people talking about the Sopranos maybe once or twice in my life. Have I heard people talk about Luther? So I'm just going to vote for the Sopranos. Well, I'm just going to tell you after what I've heard about Mindhunter and all that stuff, I feel like you'd really love Luther. Really? Yeah. I, I'll take your word for it. So I also haven't seen either, so I can abstain unless it's a tiebreaker. Oh, you haven't? I have not seen a single episode of either of these two, which is very surprising. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, Sopranos. But let thing. me drop some information just so you guys have a little more context is Luther is five seasons, each being four episodes, except for one of them. The first two seasons apparently were lit like 91%, 100%. Then it seemed to dip a little bit for the final three. So, you know, but I'm looking at The Sopranos and The Sopranos is six seasons, technically seven, because there's a part one and part two at the end. And every single one of them is 90% or above. That's insane. It is a yeah. cultural phenomenon. It was, and it it's totally deserves the vote based on reputation. Was that Idris Elba's main first breakout role? I don't no, know. No, he was, he's he was, alive, no, he's been, he, he, he was in The Wire. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say he was The Wire. Yeah, yeah. Which, also haven't, which yeah. is another one that... <laughs> Not in the bracket. Yeah, I mean, there's actually a funny story with him in The Wire that he like wasn't supposed to be able to audition. And he like had to practice an American accent because they didn't want foreign actors uh, in the wire. They wanted it like super like right. the accents to be perfect. And he just somehow got an audition and had to act like he he's, wasn't British. But they kind of knew. But they were like, he's so fucking good. We don't care. He's phenomenal in the wire. That's the he's story. so good in Luther. Yeah. And like, Luther is a show where there's some things that happen that you would never see coming. Dude, the fucking blender. <laughs> the fucking blender. That's all I'm going to say. Hashtag the blender. I, I, the one episode I think of is D and D brothers. They they play like Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, and, and I've seen that one. That yeah, one, that's a good one. one. Yeah. one with like the the bomb in the truck. I remember that would have been that's like the one. first that's scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've ever seen. Blowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. God, the yeah. End of that episode. I would recommend you guys watch Luther. Um, Sopranos is going to take it. It makes me want to watch it a little bit now that I've heard that it's like four episodes a season. Like yeah, it seems like easy. it's really quick. It's yeah. almost like uh, what happened? Is, is it over or did? It's this, done. It's a okay. great intro to our next bracket, which is Masterpiece PBS Sherlock versus HBO's Westworld. Oh, <laughs> holy shit. Can I take shit. the lead on this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. One of my hottest TV takes is that I got three. I got far enough into Sherlock that I should have been hooked. Never did it for me. It's like an average show. It's a jag. I consider it just another show. Like, I and I love Benedict Cumberbatch, too. I should love this show. I just don't. You guys are like, oh, Moriarty, like such a great villain. He only had one villainous episode, really. He gets to watch three like, episodes. <laughs> no, I got to season three. He, oh. I got, like I said, I got far enough. I should have been hooked and I forced myself to because I'm like, there are four episodes a season, whatever. It's quick. It's easy. It's digestible. It didn't do it for me. And these are bad ratings based on the esteem that you guys hold it in. I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes overall. It's like a 78%. But I think that statement is, uh, I disagree. What am I trying to say here? 
are you trying to say? You're a fucking idiot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I said my hottest TV take is that because I know it's probably objectively it's an incorrect. That that is the that statement I disagree with the most out of any statements said on this podcast. So I don't blame you. Yeah, because Sherlock Holmes is just another show. I am owning it. Westworld and also by your reactions to this bracket matchup. It's a close one between Westworld and Sherlock. So yeah. since I'm not over the moon about Sherlock, I'm going to go Westworld and I'm going to make my pitch for that because I have a feeling Sherlock is going to go through. Uh, first season of Westworld is one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen. And I wish that same storyline and plot lasted three seasons and then they took it the direction that they're currently going. I think I needed more time in the park. Like I said, I'm not over the moon with Sherlock. My vote is going to go with Westworld and Westworld's a good one. I think for me personally, this is so tough for me. I really enjoy both these shows. Definitely. What, I agree with what you said. Like season one of Westworld was just unbelievable. Even season two coming to our podcast recording place and just being in the basement, just lights off watching all the episodes week by week. It was just such a great experience for me. Come, Benedict Cumberpatch kills it. Moriarty absolutely kills it. Um, Martin Freeman. Yeah. Martin Freeman does a phenomenal job. I, I guess I'm going to have to, I'm going to vote Westworld, I think. Although season three, I think it is, that's the newest one, correct? Yeah. It kind of did fall off for me, but mm-hmm. the, what the first two seasons did for me just was unbelievable. It made such a memory for me. And Sherlock, honestly, it did get better as you kept going, in my mind at least. The deeper you got into Sherlock, the more everything started to come together and become a masterpiece in its own. I just still think that because of the experience I had watching Westworld with everybody at the same time, getting hyped to watch it just carries it for me to make me vote for Westworld. If Westworld didn't have a season two or three, I would probably say it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Off that alone, I don't know. I mean, I was addicted to Westworld coming out. That's some of my favorite memories of watching a show week to week. Season Bro, two was good, really. Season two was so good. All the lights saying. off at fucking 514 D and yeah. then let fucking the music drops. The piano keys start hitting and it's like, I mean, oh, let's go. <laughs> the man in black. is Yeah. Pa- yeah. Yeah. The man in black, but also paint it black. That fucking acoustic yeah. version in the there first season. Is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Chills down my fucking spine. And then when they do it again in Shogun World. Yeah. The like Japanese yep. version. I'm going to finish with. I have to pick Sherlock. Oh, it is. That, so wow. Yeah, you got me. I thought we were going to go on <laughs> I a sleep by accident. Down for, I had you down for Westworld. No, you're, writing, you're, you're, me. you're writing in pen, too. What are you doing? Oh, man. There's so many scribbles on this. Benedict Cumberbatch oh, blew me away every yeah. single time. Dude. Wait, wait, Luke. I know I'm only going to jump in in front of Luke because I'm having an issue and I want Luke to be the Sherlock person to convince me. But but jumping off what you said, I honestly think the first season of Westworld is my favorite single season of any show of all time. That's great. Might be, yeah. Love it though. Wow. Okay. So Westworld itself, when the first season came out, I vividly remember Brian saying when we I don't even think we were finished the first season yet, was saying that this show is going to be better than Game of Thrones. At the time, it was totally set up to be that way. And I wanna I think the reason is Westworld showrunners are a husband and a wife. And the husband was the lead showrunner in the first season. And that season was perfection. He decided it's it's Christopher Nolan's Brother. brother, yeah, yeah. He decided to take a step back in season two and three and let his wife Lisa Joy man it. Basically, you can't let a girl lead a show. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, it's hard to say that the quality is not because of the Nolan brother not heading this. So I definitely want to say like it's a, there was an obvious drop off in quality from Westworld. I'm, I'm a little very disappointed in season three. I thought 
this was going to be it. I thought this was going to be HBO's juggernaut, and I don't necessarily think that anymore. In terms of Sherlock, I might be the head of it on this podcast. Like I, it, it resonated so fucking much with me. I think Benedict Cumberbatch, Martin Freeman, and then um, I forget Moriarty's actor's name. Uh, Love him. He's so good in Fleabag. Just saying. It crushes it for me, the performances alone, and just the way Benedict Cumberbatch's, it, what's it called? Uh, Mind Palace. Sure, but how he did <laughs> not deduction in indu- deduction. He, he does deduction, deduction not yeah. In, yeah. Just the way they show that and how the writers write that, his thoughts is unbelievable, and it wouldn't be possible without Benedict Cumberbatch. I just think that Sherlock is better. It doesn't end great, but Westworld seems to be heading the same way. And to Brian's point earlier, when he was looking at the overall Rotten Tomatoes for Sherlock, it's a seventy-eight percent, eighty-three for audience. But it's completely just pulled down the average by season four being 50% because the first three seasons are all above 91%. Yeah. So everyone knew it was the shit and it became rough. So you choose Sherlock. Sherlock. Was season four that bad? I did not make it to season four. I mean, I I enjoyed I like it. it. I guess it, was, it wasn't it was as good as the first three, but I still enjoyed it. All right. So, so far we've got Brian and Dave for Westworld, Paul and Luke for Sherlock. So we've got me, Jimmy, and Kyle. I can hop in. Okay. Um, I'm going to vote for Sherlock. I think there's only oh, one is... kind of questionable episode is the Hounds of Bakersfield or Bakersville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dumb episode. That episode's just not that good, but the rest I of it. I still loved it. Yeah, I would, but the rest of it is just amazing. I mean, I, you're just in the TV yeah. show. Like, mm-hmm. you want to know what the mystery is, and our boy Sherlock always figures it the fuck out. Yep. For Westworld, I agree with everything about the first season. Concept, mind-blowing. The way they did it, mind-blowing. Like, the, the breadcrumbs, mind-blowing. I feel like we were all on the Reddit, like, reading theories about that. Like, what the fuck's coming next? Season three, the setting was amazing. Mm-hmm. I was so interested for them to get into the world and kind of leave the park behind. And it just kind of, I don't know, it kind of flopped a little bit because it seems almost like, like, where are we going? Yep. Like, what is the end goal? I'm a little confused about it. The finale resolution of the conflict that they presented in season three wasn't satisfying at all. No, I think it's Luke. You told me this, so I'm trusting you. This has always been planned to be a five season series, Westworld. So we're at the midway point. Right. The end game could be some insane shit. And if we know Westworld, it probably will be. Yeah. Or it could flop the last season. It it could totally flop. But we are at the midway point of the whole story. I thought it opened season three so strong Mm -hmm. with Dolores being like Terminator Dolores. And she obviously has this crazy plan and the technology that they introduce and the whole Rehoboam idea Mm -hmm. with the brothers and everything was awesome. It was so cool. I thought them transitioning into the world was going to be cool. And then the way they did it was even better than I imagined. But I just thought the story that was happening within the world was not what I wanted. I just want to add, I do really like the show Westworld. I might have sounded like I didn't, but it just dropped out of the tier one shows yeah. after season three. Season right, what, two, what's your pick, though? You pick, Sherlock. Okay. Yeah. I, I Kathleen actually or off me or you just go. I'll go. I want okay. you to go. Okay. I want to say when it comes to Westworld, I already said this. Season one, one of my favorite single seasons of all time. I think that for season two, people thought that week to week, it was weaker. But when I binged it, thought it was very similar and just as good. Like, I really, really enjoyed season one and season two. So my binge, getting ready for season three of one and two, I was just I was just loving it, right? Season three, Kyle nailed it on the head. It started off really strong. I loved the world building to start. I loved Aaron Paul's thing. I think the biggest problem with Westworld was that season three starts with Terminator, Dolores. And it ends with 
<laughs> nothing happening because it ends with Terminator Dolores just in, in Tessa Thompson's body. So love Tessa Thompson. Though. I really do. <laughs> She's the shit. So, but that being said, I, I really do have to say Westworld just because, Woo! yeah, just because listen with Sherlock, it's in my top 10. I have to check. It may be in my top. I don't know if it's in my top five anymore. Like Luke was saying, this is probably the toughest one that I've had to go through with the streaming ones and the drama one. Like it's very close, but I'm going to go Westworld just because season one and two. I'm almost mad. I didn't go second because now I have to make this decision and I had my decision. Is it tied? It's tied. Yeah. Um, first, this is the, this this is the is first it. tie. Yeah, this is the first. I thought this was going to be a cakewalk for Sherlock. Yeah. I thought I was going to. Okay, so let me just say that Westworld season one is the show that got me in obsessed with TV podcasts. When I was watching week to week, I was listening to like four or five hours worth of podcasts a week on that, reading all the articles. That being said, I choose Sherlock. Woo! Oh my goodness. Um, I'm absolutely fine with that. Like me I, and Jimmy both think I they're great shows. I have no problem with so that. So hard on Westworld. I wanted to love it so bad in three and I couldn't. I thought there was a noticeable drop off in two. And then it just took a dive for me in three. And but Sherlock to me is it's my perfect thing. It's short seasons, but you're so totally immersed in every episode. And I watched the finale. So people don't really like the last episode, but I watched it on a train in Italy. And I was like, really excited <laughs> like just to be in Italy. And I watched it on my phone and I was just like, yeah, so Sherlock gets it for me. Sometimes I do like the fact that you brought up that it is confirmed only going to be five seasons because that does build up the question like this still has potential to come back and make a rebound. But that season three, we all are in agreement, just totally dropped off in that second half of it. And like you could either completely flop or go back to original Westworld where it's like, what the fuck is going on? Let me keep binging. But it's it's hard to say at this point in time. So the reason I'm not holding my breath for that is because the magic of this show for me was the park, yeah. Westworld. Yeah. Them being in the park yep. was absurd. And having these AIs replay their loops, that, that was what mind fucked me watching it in season one. It was such a new concept and it was fresh and original and cool. The yeah. mystery of the and maze. Then, and yeah, they got out of the park so quick. And I knew that's where the series was going. These AIs discovering themselves and then getting the hell out of Dodge. But they did it too quick. Yeah, they did it too quick for me. Uh, I want to connect the comment that will pull together both Dave B. Toms and Kathleen, what they were saying, because I also became very invested in the show in season one because of Shout on TV. Yeah, shout out, Shout on TV. They podcast. are the best. Yeah. And so because besides, se besides <laughs> second best, <laughs> because season one was so good and held up to everybody's analysis, it was universally loved. I obviously continued on this podcast path with them for season two and three. And the issue is that when you saw when you really detailed and analyze what was going on a lot of the mistakes aren't fixable in season four and five that's why i don't think it can return to because they they made some decisions that were just so dumb from basic decisions where mave's machine that could like shoot that was ai like couldn't shoot dolores like very dumb decisions that you could just tell the quality of writing dropped off a little bit mm -hmm. i don't think it's redeemable to the point where it's ever going to be better than sherlock in my eyes so it, it was just the because it became so popular in season one, it got scrutinized 10 times more in season two and three. And people found that there were some issues. Yeah. I'll and they just back stick with me off yeah. that a little bit, too. I, I don't remember the exact episode, the name of the episode um, or who on the chat on TV podcast said it. I believe it was the woman. There's only one woman. right? Yeah, Ashley. Ashley. Ashley yeah. Mm -hmm. she, Ashley Schlafly. She yeah. kills it 
with it was the name of an episode was the name of a poem. Oh, yeah. That was like about when you are standing somewhere like you are taking up that space and like what that means you with your connection to like nature around you. And it was just blew my fucking mind. I was I like, I remember where I was walking around the city when I listened to that podcast. I know exactly where I was yeah. too. Yeah. Like yeah. I know exactly where I was standing when I heard that. And we hope I you was guys like, remember where you were when you listened to this. One. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, yo, this chick's killing it. I love that Westworld was consistently did things like that. But I agree with, you know, Luke, when you're kind of saying that, I don't think that what's going to happen in season four and five can really redeem it. Yeah. And the last thing I will say to eulogize, Westworld sense it's going to get bounced out of the bracket is that season two episode four fucking my heart Wait, was like out of my fucking chest when Davis. daddy Delos is like running the loop oh, and no. I might have had a you gummy bear or two before I watched <laughs> that and I was sitting there profusely sweating <laughs> like am I a fucking robot <laughs> like how would I not know yeah. like how like who could tell me that I'm not a robot you know that what I mean? was a big night for the group because we also tried we to had, learn D and D in the yeah. same night. Oh, yeah. Boy, what a day! That we were getting was. after it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I still think that's one of the best episodes of yeah, all of Westworld. So it, it, it was the, phenomenal. It was so good that like we were so fucking like our hearts were gripped that it like a scene changed and a song played and we thought it was a fucking commercial. We like we we, we, was... we turned the lights on. We were talking <laughs> and we were like, oh my god, it's still the TV show. It's fucking <laughs> a shout yeah. out that's Becky incredible. on that, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, crazy. Okay, that's a perfect way to end it. That was amazing. All right, move on. <laughs> okay, uh, Sherlock wins it, but I love that story. And Kyle is our resident Ashley Shapley. Was going to say yeah, that he does. The, there's an episode of The Hundred where you deep dove and I oh, was like, with with Gabriel. You oh, nailed yeah, it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yes, yeah. loved that. Okay. So Sherlock takes it, but Westworld, you were a good opponent. Yes. Uh, we respect you. Okay, next one is actually probably the funniest one because it's our only Nickelodeon show on the list. Okay, Nickelodeon's Avatar: The Last Airbender wow. versus AMC's Breaking Bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> what a never had a chance. This that's not true. This though, is my this first. Group. This is first. <laughs> really. I have not seen the bracket, so this is literally blowing my mind. I'm literally going to just sit back and listen to whoever else has the comment because this uh. is just. Because me and Jimmy were talking, like, we'll, we'll, I'll, we'll carry Breaking Bad if we need to. Yeah. But I did not expect it to be thrown against Avatar, the fucking I last thought... airbender. <laughs> so... Avatar is okay. real. That's, if Breaking Bad doesn't make it, and it might not, I might have to, to say bye to this, to I this also, episode. I also have to say, Avatar, I would be okay with that being in the comedy bracket. Like, animation oh. comedy, but God. you remind me of my nephew. No, no, no. Always trying somebody. to do things on your own. <laughs> I texted somebody and asked what bracket it should be, and no one answered, so... Uh... So I, the, the, I'm the biggest advocate of Breaking Bad, but I haven't seen Avatar yet. All so right, that's Zhao, what you do to that fish, I will unleash upon you. Tempo. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, there's so many memorable moments. Like we were literally in high school at my house there. All of us getting hyped for the season finale of Avatar. The last on Nickelodeon? literally I'm on Nickelodeon. Like, what time did it air? Dude, it was nighttime. Yeah, it was like 8 p.m. Oh, <laughs> right my God. Before bed. It was right before bedtime, and we were literally, and then afterwards, we're sitting there talking like, I'm an earthbender. Like, Paul's an earthbender, too. What are you guys? It's just like, we were such fucking nerds about this show. I just rewatched it. Uh, Dude, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to hand it off to you guys, because I legitimately just cannot (laughs) pick right now. Uh, All right. I will say my vote right off the bat is going towards Breaking Bad. But (laughs) I got to say, easy watching. Like, if you're just looking for a show that you yeah. just kind of want to like makes you feel good than Avatar <laughs> Last Airbender. But like if you want an incredible story that keeps you on the edge of your seat and your butthole clenched, then 
then you got to go Breaking Bad because I that is the fastest my heart has ever beat not moving. Just sitting there yeah. watching. This. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to. This is tough. Avatar is an amazing television show. I would recommend it to everyone. Everyone that I know that's picked it up loves it. My sister just picked it up the first season, maybe like a couple months ago, maybe three months ago. And she was a Zula for Halloween. Like she like like immediately like like she she was watched it like all of it in like a month maybe like September and then November I mean I'm sorry October rolls around she was a Zola for Halloween your like, sister is 27 something like that yeah she's old <laughs> whoa <laughs> um so but it's not I'm just gonna, the show well. yeah no How it's many definitely seasons, not by the way three uh, yeah. and books. then <laughs> and then Cora is four or five but I'm gonna have to go Breaking Bad I absolutely love Avatar it's such a fun ride. The last time I rewatched it was sophomore year of college. I'm not going to talk about how long ago that was, but Breaking Bad, like Paul said, is just I remember the heartbeat of is he going to get caught? Yep, like how's this yep. going to happen? Like is he going to get away with it? Like and and his transition from Walter White to Heisenberg is one of the best television journeys I've ever been on oh, yeah. with a character. So I'm going to have to, I guess, take a more traditional take, a classic take, right. and vote for Breaking Bad. I just want to say thank you. Oh, yeah, my gosh. I was nervous. Like I, no, because because of this group, I was thinking it might lose. But Avatar is on my list is like the next thing I'm going to watch now that it's on Netflix. So I can't wait for it. But I'm very happy that Breaking Bad is getting its love because it needs to. So Avatar broke boundaries for a cartoon, American cartoon that pretty much hasn't been seen since Dragon in that Ball. way. It's, it's Dragon Ball Z was kind of the first. I but would that's say. an anime. Yeah, but that's I'm an anime, saying yeah. uh, the difference is Avatar: The Last Airbender is American. made by Americans, yes. so it's the first. American kind of anime that that broke these kind of boundaries and the show had no business having the character development that it did it was just <laughs> it was unreal like the, mm -hmm. how the characters level up and what they learn as they grow it's so philosophical and it's freaking like submit for teenagers but it's incredibly written not to mention that the chakras that's like very accurate to actual therapy they the writers did dove so deep the into research between the talking about the different uh, bending styles all were rooted in different traditional martial <laughs> arts styles. Like it, it, it really, it shouldn't even feel like an American cartoon, but it's just so fucking good. I also am going to pick Breaking Bad. The first <laughs> half of book one of Avatar is a little slow. This there is some sped up moments towards the end. The final fight is beyond incredible. The moments that kind of lead up to it were a little like fast forward almost. And there are so many episodes that I can like remember, like the Azula Beach scene. Like we're all they're all playing volleyball. Like. You would cool. remember that. You simp. She's Zula's my bae from that show. I think Luke's is uh, Ty Lee, but <laughs> I just, there were some questionable moments in it. Whereas for me, Breaking Bad, sure, there were a few questionable moments, but the whole story is just edge of the seat, just nonstop entertainment. And how it ended was just absolutely perfect. I'm going to pick Breaking Bad, and it pains my heart to vote against Avatar. Ang yeah. was my background for months after. Yeah finishing another thing i wanted to say is that when netflix had the genius idea to pick up the series again and re-release it i think that happened early this year yeah maybe it was last year and it fucking blew up and it blew up for a reason is because it gave everyone that didn't see it the first time around a chance to rewatch, and everyone knew it was the real deal it literally spawned right away netflix said we're making a live ad adaptation it, that got canceled because of the writers and stuff but it was like so popular that they're that netflix knew they needed to capitalize on it the movie sucked buns. the movie was terrible m night Shyamalan. sorry man yo we rolled into that movie theater squad deep in like ninth grade or whatever it was when it came out and we walked out of that theater like 
fuck that movie. Like, <laughs> worst movie experience I've ever had. And I fell asleep at The Great Gatsby. I remember where I was <laughs> sitting for that. It right, was like quick. they called them like Ong and Eros. Even just the name translations were just so poor. So I'm probably the lowest on Breaking Bad of anyone, but I still respect it as like a as a cult classic. It's not even a cult classic. It's just a juggernaut yeah. in general. And even I've watched it through twice and it, it's just too well written. And I'm a huge advocate of character development. I love that. That's one of my favorite aspects of any television show. And Walter White is just unbelievable. So good. I'm voting Breaking Bad. And Jesse. Yeah, I'm voting Avatar. That's that's like that's like one of my personal favorites. That's in my top three. And I actually am surprised it's in here because I didn't know we were allowing cartoons, but I'm really glad it is because this this stands up to Breaking Bad. We all had to make a decision here. I, I think Avatar, it drew a bad matchup in the first round. Let's be honest. Really bad one. Avatar is a kid's show that can be enjoyed by adults doesn't matter your age and when netflix got the rights to it which was a billion dollar move by them like whoever was just like you know what let's get avatar on the on the lineup for us it went mainstream immediately because anybody between the ages of eight and a hundred could watch this show and binge it and everybody would leave the same exact way like holy shit what did i just watch that's a cartoon from nickelodeon and it's unbelievable and one of the things that I really, really, really enjoy about it is that each of the elements is based on a, a different culture. Like I think um, Water Tribe is like Inuit, you know, the Fire Nation is based on Japan that was like just going through their industrialization phase. That's why they have like steamboats and stuff and, you know, waged war on the other nations. And the air nomads are about like Buddhist, Buddhist monks, monks yeah. going along with Buddhist monks with the spirit world and everything. It infuses like actual religious concepts <laughs> into it. It's like an adult show, but like put all of that aside. It, it has this carefree, like just spirit of adventure. Like Ang is such a lovable, just like he's a kid. He's a 12 year old kid that is thrust into this situation where he has to save the world. It, it has this carefree, like lovable adventure story of like an anime and why we all love anime so much. And it just puts it to this. And it's just like cash money. They caught lightning in a bottle. And Dave, you said that it has some things that make you dislike it. There was nothing wrong with this show. They didn't do anything incorrectly. And I will die on that hill. Breaking bad has that fucking episode with the fly. So it is not 100%. I said I said it like it wasn't perfect by any means. The big one for me was the turtle appearing at the end. Like that was just like Yeah, yeah, sh- no okay. no talking. I mean that's about the, that. like I'm not explaining um, anything, but it just like pulled out of nowhere. That was literally nothing. One more thing. Breaking Bad, everybody uses that. It's just like Breaking Bad was one of the ones start to finish like it has a solid ending. And solid is a good word. Everybody's satisfied with the ending. We were just on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, oddly, doesn't have ratings for Avatar The Last Airbender. So we went to IMDb. The top two highest rated Avatar episodes are Sozin's Comet and Sozin's Comet. They're actually both named the same thing. But the last two episodes of the series are the highest rated episodes. This one sticks the fucking landing. This is one of my favorite shows of all time. And I just gassed myself up talking about it. So I'm just happy it was included so you could do that because I didn't get to choose yet. And I'm going to pick Airbender because of that. (laughs) Because I haven't seen either. I've watched a season and a half of Breaking Bad and was like, eh. Oh, wow. That's that's very surprising. I'm an asshole. I got to rewatch it. Quick piggyback off what B-Tom said. The third highest rated episode is the second season finale. So it's like they hit at the end of every, it culminates sure. so perfectly. But you two are gonna love this show too, and it's so bingeable. I can't like, wait. To I love it. List, yeah, it's, probably next it's definitely year. also one of those shows that, like you're saying, I, 
I can't wait to watch you watch it. <laughs> I can't wait to like the yeah. text messages about you guys watching it. I'm like, oh my God, this. Some of my favorite things about the boys in this room is how cool they are and also just how nerdy and dorky they are. They're just like the biggest. Like Kyle's literally wearing like an anime fucking headband right now. Like he's so cool. But I just, <laughs> I will, I, if we're going to wrap up the conversation with it, I just think, B Tums, you did a great job of standing up for Avatar right Yeah, there. that was lit. We're moving on to the right side of the bracket. We've got NBC's Friday Night Lights Whoa. versus Stars Spartacus. Oh, <laughs> a binge town coverage episode. That's going to be episode. a recency bias issue. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be tough. I don't know if I'm the right person to jump in and start. I just really fucking like Spartacus. We yeah. talked about this literally like what a half hour ago yeah. about how much fucking fun we had doing the Spartacus podcast. For Bingetown TV, you can find us uh, on Apple. <laughs> I've never seen Friday Night Lights. I think I would absolutely love that TV show. I just have never seen it. Spartacus is just so fucking good, man. The first two seasons of that show are just some of the best television I've ever watched in my entire life. There's just so many good moments and scenes between that make you laugh, that you're watching people fight, that make you cry. It's just it runs the whole gamut of everything or gam gambit. Queens? Queen. Mm -hmm. Spartacus um, is going to take this round. Oh, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my, gonna have to my initial it, not really mattering as much vote, I guess, because I haven't seen Friday Night Lights is going to be Spartacus. Okay. If you've seen Spartacus, you obviously know the scene where Badiatis wipes his ass with that stick. Yeah, or whatever. That fucking shit's hilarious. Yeah. I just had to I make a comment literally. about that. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, Kyle made sure we talked about that on the pod, and it was important. It was very important. <laughs> I'm the only one I think who has seen both. Yeah. I haven't seen the end of Spartacus because we may, and we are, I guess, at some point going to finish with our rooks and vets for seasons three and four. Friday Night Lights is one of my top ten, and I think I'm the only one out of our seven that has it in the top ten of our of our lists. And you know, talk about characters. Coach Taylor is one of my favorite characters of all time. He's on my top ten character list as well. On he, his top ten hottest. He's um, very <laughs> hot. He's very hot. Timmy Riggs, you know, I when it comes to Friday Night Lights, I just think that the storyline, the feel good moments, it's like one of those things where every guy doesn't want to admit that they like certain shows. Like, what do you want to say, Kathleen? One Tree yeah, Hill. Yeah, One Tree Hill or something. Yeah. But just Glee. let's throw. Which is a basketball show. I fucking, I fucking love Glee. <laughs> yeah. OK. You like Glee, Paul. So so let's <laughs> I mean, so, that's kind of weird, but OK. <laughs> so let's just say. Same, but so, okay. so let's just add Coach Taylor and the fact that it's about football. You were talking about like your heart racing, both you and certain things like during certain big games mm. of Friday Night Lights. Mm. Like, it, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was sit like I remember when my during my first watch through, I was laying in bed and I had to sit up and I was like at the TV, like just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. This you know? is what Seeing, we play for. Yeah, you want the clear hearts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> clear hearts. Clear hearts. Clear hearts. <laughs> Oh my god, he just lost it. Yeah, he doesn't even put the famous clear quotes eyes. to memory. That's how dumb <laughs> clear eyes, full hearts. Yeah, cannot motherfucking yeah. lose. Yeah, clear eyes, full hearts can't lose. And Kathleen, did your is your show Parenthood on this? Hell no. Okay. This, this bracket doesn't get any of my fucking shows. Well, all I gotta say is there's a lot of MVPs from this show that went yeah. on to do some big things. Same same showrunner. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan being one of them. Oh, big time. So sweet. Did you vote? I vote Friday Night Lights. Love that about you. So that's what's tough is because none of us have a real opinion on this besides well, Kathleen has it on that show. Like none of us have a full opinion. With that being said, Hold on. Spartacus, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spartacus is one of the hands down. There's no other way to say it. The most fun show almost ever. And the main character 
RIP Andy Whitfield was fucking fantastic. You know, his he gave the performance of a lifetime, sadly passed away from cancer before the next season could be filmed and they had to redo this whole thing around it. But so the show dipped a little bit in quality because they, they didn't have their main character anymore. But the first season and the prequel season, which is the second one, are just some of the most fun television I've ever seen in my life. We can uh, save the Spartacus deep dive for next yeah. year. It's not going to win. I just no. want to... Spartacus will win. Oh, I mean, because yeah. Friday Night Lights... Oh, yeah, okay, like, yeah. yeah. Thank you for saying that, because I want to say that I did love Spartacus as well. Yeah. So. Um, I'll just sum it up real quick. How many pairs of titties do you see in Friday Night Lights? <laughs> not enough. Zero. Okay, yeah, so Spartacus. <laughs> I got several seasons into Friday Night Lights, and it was a really cool show, and I thought that was one where it was like a girly show. It's a drama that revolves around like the angst that would come up in a high school football team, yep. you know, and it's like Texas football and they do a good job oh, of yeah. encapsulating like how crazy they are about high school freaking football yeah, in insane. Texas. It's absurd, but <laughs> it was a really fun show. I think I just like dropped it just because I had better things to do. Like life gets in the way sometimes. That's fair. It's, it's yeah, like high yeah. school football versus gladiators in your life in the arena. That said, no, just we're gonna do our Spartacus deep dive in the next one. But I'm going with Spartacus. That was that and the hundred are always gonna have such a special place in my heart because those were the first two podcasts. You know, we had the magic covering Spartacus. That was so much fun. And I do need dope show. I do need to say I picked Friday Night Lights, but I can't say it enough that we did Rooks and Vets, and the result of the Rooks and Vets having me and Tags be so obsessed with the show and love it. That was what they wanted. That's the point of a Rooks and Vets. Like they were telling us how good the show is, and it's a show that I didn't even care one bit about. And I was like, "This is one of my favorite shows now." So, <laughs> not as good three, as Friday Night Lights, not, but though, it's not in my, my it's, choice. It's not in top ten like Friday Night Lights. Yeah, Friday Night Lights is. I'm glad you you framed it like that because it is the one I would recommend to a boy mm-hmm. versus One Trio. Even though One Trio is technically about a basketball team, you know, Chad Michael Murray. That being said, Your Hand in Mine, Explosion in the Sky is like the best song. And I listen to it every night before bed. And it is the like known for Friday Night Lights. I can remember being depressed one day and watching the pilot of Friday Night Lights in my dark, dark room at night, just on my laptop and sobbing because it's so anxiety ridden and like beautiful mm-hmm. and perfect. And this like first. Oh, my Coach God. Taylor's speech monologue you during that stop. the first episode. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know. Like Connie Britton can't forget about her. Cam Taylor. I always love Tammy. I mean, talk about hot mama. Hot mama yeah, is true. right. Anyway. Also, another feather in the Spartacus cap is that the, I want to say it's just a mainstream juggernaut premium channel being stars was completely saved by Spartacus season one. Without Spartacus season one, that stars would not exist anymore. What stars best show since? Spartacus. Yeah, Spartacus, <laughs> yeah as you say, Spartacus season two. Uh, <laughs> okay, guys, here we go. The next one. My favorite show in the entire world, Sci-Fi, The Magicians versus HBO's Watchmen. That's an interesting conversation, but it's got to go to The Magicians. The beauty of Watchmen was that it was one season and that it ended beautifully in my mind. But The Magicians, just every season was such a joy and an adventure. Like I love bringing up that it's an adventure because it really is. They have just so many quests, so many different conflicts that they have to be tackling. I've seen both. Not a question in my mind. It's going to The Magicians. I hope people haven't turned off the podcast when they hear this because a lot of people, a lot of my friends included, and this is why we do this podcast, would say, are you really saying The Magicians is better than The Watchmen? Because people freaking will die for The Watchmen. It's HBO. It's top, top, top. You know, people thought it was one of the, I mean, how many Emmys did it win? It was one of the best shows. And 
magician sci-fi what the hell is that bullshit like honestly like so don't turn off the pod because we're going to convince you right here yeah um magicians is better is probably going to make it so we're going to have a lot of magicians talk i'm going to go magicians as well everyone say what you will about watching yeah okay because magicians is going on it's it's a favorite by far of this podcast and to be honest, I'm actually a little surprised at the Rotten Tomatoes scores that I'm looking at right now because Watchmen has a critic score of 96%, but an audience score of 55%. I thought it's if actually anything flipped. Yeah, I thought it would have been yeah. flipped. That's wild. Watchmen was incredible. I was blown away by it and I, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was because the movie was fine. It was whatever. It was a cool. Whoa, movie. I love the movie. Personally. Wait, the, novels you know what's for not, the They're ending not cowards. I saw a blue penis in the Watchmen. No yeah. cowards here. You see oh, a, yeah. you I saw see a, blue a good penis. penis. Yeah, it's oh, a beautiful. Oz, Ozymandias <laughs> has a great penis. He's a perfect. He's the perfect being. Honestly, he's one of the strongest the superheroes. Penis. Yeah, he's literally one of the strongest superheroes of all time. Amazon studio needs to learn from the Watchmen that if it, Penis, it, you got to show it if it, if it actually doesn't matter. show any penis and they're cowards. Yeah. <laughs> and it it should be shown like they're just yeah. it's taken out when it should be in. Like, yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've got Saul Carr De Levine's tits 87 times. Changing not changing the anatomy of a person to not show penis is is cowardice. Yeah. So <laughs> the why. <laughs> that was Clip that. That's <laughs> facts. Awesome. That's facts. We're yeah. calling out cowards right now. <laughs> Shows more penis in 2021. He makes a good point. That was just a, a perfectly <laughs> put state. Holy shit. All right, back to back to reality. We're we talking about magician. So Watchmen needs to be taken in the same vein that you take uh the Mandalorian because it benefits so much from the supplemental material that is laid out before it. Because great point. It's a sequel to the graphic novels. It's not a sequel to the movie, which some people might think is the same fucking thing, but it's not. Right. And there's huge differences between it being that the graphic novel is awesome. Yep. And the movie was like, okay, whatever. Sure. And this is a continuation of the graphic novel and it's, it's acted so well. The twists are, are incredible. Yeah. So there you go. Watchmen's awesome. I actually am going to get crucified for this. But I never finished The Watchmen. Whoa. I made it, I think, two episodes. And I know it's only, what, six? Eight, I believe. Eight Maybe. episodes. I so I know it's short, but I just... It was one of those shows that I started, and now it's just chilling on the back burner. But The Magicians, I saw the first episode, and I was like, all right, I'm addicted, and mm-hmm. I'm going to crush it. When you look at it from that aspect, I'd have to vote Magicians. I'm not 100% sure on this, but I might be the person that liked Watchmen the most out of anyone in the room. Dave's Dave's putting a finger up. That was a show that every I watched it once a week and would have like legitimate like hour plus conversations with people about the television show. Like I was reading articles about it. I absolutely loved Watchmen. I thought it was fucking amazing. Uh, what is her? Regina King, I think. Oh, is, yeah. is Angela okay. Abar. Yeah. Unbelievable performance. She was amazing. The ending, I did not see coming at all. Mm-hmm. And it was so satisfying. At first, I was like, oh my God, like how are they going to do that to us? And then like it marinates... I think I listened to a, a shadow on podcast about it. Yep. <laughs> they kind of convinced me that it was all right. I just thought that the characters and the way that they introduce concepts of the of the world that it's in, like I didn't even realize that they don't have cell phones. Yeah. That's just not a thing that was invented in the world. Those little details about the world is just so interesting to me. I thought the television show tackled really interesting topics. I had never heard of like the Tulsa like Black Wall Street Massacre in my life. Mm-hmm. And that was like, I remember listening to podcasts, the companion podcast with, I'm, I don't remember what his name is. Who he Did he do Lost? The guy who made Watchmen, Lindelof. Him saying the same thing. Like, I remember he was like, I read books 
and was learning all these things from other writers in the room. And it was like, well, we have to put this kind of stuff in the show. And I just thought that they just did an amazing job at nailing everything they wanted to do. They writers from Watchmen absolutely praised Damon Lindelof saying that he would come up with an idea and we would tell him it was shit. And he'd be like, I bet like, we're not doing that. Like, what do you guys think? And they would, you know, create all these ideas, the black and white episode, which is, I guess that's all I'll say, because I don't want to ruin anything for people that haven't seen it, is one of the, my favorite episodes of television I've ever seen. That shit rocked my fucking world. I just love the show. But that being said, magicians. Yeah. <laughs> everyone needs to listen and know that we're going to talk more magicians yeah. as this goes on. Because mm-hmm. everyone's probably going like, why are you talking so much watch and saying it's <laughs> awesome and then just say magicians? But that's what we're I'm all doing. because we wanna, We're going to save it for, for when we have to convince people. Yeah. I usually enjoy when shows kind of leave it to the audience to determine what the ending is. And that is exactly what Watchmen did. Like what Kyle said, it was like, what is this? And then like, there's just so much left to be determined. And it, you definitely could have gotten a season two out of it. But honestly, the fact that they didn't do that makes it just that much more enjoyable uh, for me. I'm just going to put that out there. That is my least favorite thing. I don't like open-ended hmm. endings. I love this is what happened. Spoon feed it to Paul. Yeah. I also never finished Watchmen, Paul. I'm like the same as you. It didn't like grab me by the balls and make me finish it. So I didn't. <laughs> what what I will say is it was really interestingly done and the cinematography was beautiful and it made me feel like I was watching a TV show about a graphic novel. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I remember there was one shot, like a bird's view looking down at a black car going through a narrow alleyway and it just looked like literally going from one pane of a comic book to another it was just really cool i don't know but like i said it, it not like i said i haven't said this yet <laughs> the magicians is one of my favorite shows we're all voting for it yeah watchman was good it's i owe it to the show to finish it but i haven't yet and that tells you all you need to know yeah i think anyone if you haven't seen watchman i really think you should watch it yeah, the fucking I, characters and the acting in it is amazing. Like, I didn't think it got... I don't think enough people were talking about the watch. We have a group text where all we do is talk about TV shows. So, of course, I watched it. I liked it. Regina King got the Emmy for it. She was incredible. I didn't like it as much as you guys liked it, but I really liked it. And that being said, The Magicians wins. Like I said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the Magicians takes it for that one. I can't wait for The Magicians to go all the way anyway and we're gonna convince the audience that it should yeah okay so next one another juggernaut hbo show game of thrones ever heard of it and a show i've never watched showtime's californication wiener 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 okay so i'll start californication was actually the first show i had ever watched on netflix i got late to the netflix party i didn't get a netflix account until probably sophomore year of college And the first show I decided to watch was Californication. And it sucked me in, man. I the ending, I mean, was whatever. It was okay. There were its highs and lows for sure. Game of Thrones is still just even with that ending, still amazing. Game of Thrones from just the story to the character development to just twists and turns left and right. It just easily takes the cake for me here. And I loved Californication. Game of Thrones is going to win, so we don't have to talk about that yet. But Californication is great. It's kind of probably hard to recommend it to a lot of females. Can you um, give me a gist? Who who knows the best? Can someone pitch do you, know, do you ever see the... Do you know who... Um, what's his name? Imagine Barney Stinson on crap. It, it's, it's, I won't it's, like it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't like it at all. It's early 2000s, so it was a little bit okay to be a womanizer and stuff like that. And it's a hardcore... Just like he's Barney. Except, um, you know, he he's just like a famous writer. Do you know who David Duchovny is from X Files? He's like the main. I I know. Yeah, he's yeah, a famous I, I actor. Can the you know. Lead. Yeah. It's a cool show because it's basically entourage for a writer exactly, living in California. Yeah, exactly. You get to see the lifestyle of him interacting with certain celebrities and him living 
the lifestyle when you think of like a hippie like writer who just fucking sue just drugs plows, bangs man. girls everywhere <laughs> all he does is lay pipe yeah. in every part of that and show. it Tell does me. show titties so that that's well, gonna give it some brownie say, points Game of thrones and california okay true true, like, true they both. not even a good looking dude he's great though he is he's great what he says would work show. on anyone so the difference between him and barney is one before he even like meets women women are gravitating towards him he has like a way with women it's the dean finally says it like what do you do it's not just your smoothest shit like they are magnetically gravitated towards you. He'll walk into a bar and he'll start getting the eyes from like the hot bartender. It's just confidence. But yeah, he's also a writer and just his pickup lines are way. He's so smooth, dude. He is one of my favorite characters of all time. You guys described him so poorly saying Barney Stinson on steroids because I said crack. He he earns it way more. He is he is a man whore who like respects every single woman that he's with. Okay. Like he, oh, he, he loves, loves it. Yeah, he loves it. He says women are my life's work. He is battling between these two worlds of being the womanizer, living this lifestyle of sex, drugs, money in L.A. or Hollywood, whatever it ends up being. And the fact that he has he has a daughter with a woman who he does love absolutely cannot grasp the concept of just being with her. And like being baby married to her stuff. and living that like you know white picket fence lifestyle with her and having a child. He so wants very, to, he, but he pulls up to a red light and the girl in the car next to him writes her name on a paper airplane and throws it over. It's like he, he doesn't say anything. It. He just looks at her and was like, "Wow, I want you." So he gets that and he has to turn all that away. It's just like temptation all the time yeah. to be with his family. It's a fight against responsibility. It's just like he can't focus on these this men. one woman. Yeah, just men. And it sucks because the ending was not the greatest and I like I'm looking lot. at the Rotten Tomatoes right now and there's seven seasons. What was the issue? Seasons, was it, it wasn't canceled or something. It was just like they had to like they rushed um, um, it or something. Seasons 1 through 4 were considered pretty highly i mean you know for a sit it's kind of like a sitcom not really i, I don't know really how not. are they 42 minutes no, they're, they're oh i feel like this does not fit in this category it's hard because it's not like a cookie cutter show the reason i brought this up is because the last three seasons are dog shit on these ratings like 20 percent, 30 they just 40%. introduced a plot line that didn't need to really happen unfortunately the last season was dumb and didn't with his son yeah and all of that didn't have to happen but, but i don't think that was the last three seasons season five got 20 percent, and i don't remember the middle <laughs> Love it, man. I loved the whole show. I love yeah. the whole show. I yeah. love the fucking crazy drunk guy, the other writer guy who like does the little hide the penis yeah. joke. That guy's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like his agent's the fucking man. Oh. Like I had said with Dark on the, the other episode that I just shirked off every responsibility I had in my life. Like I had an 8 a.m. econ class freshman year at Penn State. I would go to that, come back, and just watch Californication for the rest of the day. I absolutely buried this show and I absolutely loved it. D just for clarification, is it pronounced Californication or Californiacation? Californication is how I've always yeah, said it. Because it's supposed to be like fornication. Yeah, okay. Clearing that up. I just, I mean, I don't know. It's yeah. just fun to watch him destroy his own life constantly. Yeah. By just having sex with beautiful women and just and honestly, a lot of times, not a lot of times, but sometimes it's not even his fucking fault. Yeah. He's just like getting drunk at like a bar and then like he meets someone who else is famous and they're doing some. And the next thing you know, they're just wrapped up in this bullshit. And he's like, ah. one yeah. of the sticking points of the season is when the show kind of dropped off, but he's finally ready to pull the trigger and commit to his wife and his daughter. And then a crazy ex from his past turns up and I feel like I don't want to ruin it, but yeah, she, she, don't she, say I'm going to no, watch cool, it. Cool, but it's, I'm going to watch every so show that's on this list that I have not seen. hard. I was just like, Oh my God, is he like, is he doing this? And hilarity ensues. Uh, I just want to say the epitome of the show is there's one scene 
where he is kind of teaching a class and there's three women that he's all kind of involved with in the same classroom looking at him and he just turns around on the whiteboard and writes fuck <laughs> and like that is basically his life kathleen a good thing about the show though is that you will know if you're out early okay yeah okay well this has nothing to do with anything and i'm gonna say it anyway because i have a show that i thought was gonna be like this show and it's absolutely not but i'm gonna pitch it anyway because you guys would love it it's called psych the f- how many seasons eight yeah. seasons and it's pretty damn good the whole fucking time the most best friendy show in the world and you guys would love it he like pretends to be a fucking psychic and and solves crimes by deducing things like sherlock it's re- but nobody knows he it's not a psychic. It's like a weird world, but it's the best. Wow. Beside, okay, so the Rotten Tomatoes has some interesting stats here because season one is garbage, apparently, 55%. Mm-hmm. And then everything else, 100%, 100%, 80, 100, it's, 100, it, 90, 90. It's incredible. They're 42 minutes. It was on. What is it on? USA, it was. It was USA, yeah. Oh, man. And then they've done two psych, the movies. Incredible. So everyone put that on your list. All right, Game man. of Thrones takes it yeah, but yeah. the respect to californication in this group is high yeah it needs to be there okay. i think it, i think it more than deserves it honestly got me through like a dark time in my life nice. just like chilling in my dorm room freshman year and just like crushing episodes mm-hmm. was like a very nice experience awesome and yeah. we love women you just want to put that up me too we respect yeah. it might have had a negative advice. impact on like my life and how i view those things but <laughs> great television show so we've got showtimes slash cbs dexter oh yeah versus nbc's lost oh. and i'm gonna pick this up i'll start it off i've seen both i watched dexter full out in quarantine this year if dexter ended after five mm-hmm. i would say damn this is the best show ever i love dexter it's about a fucking serial killer and and the idea of do, why do we sympathize with this guy like go it's a moral compass kind of thing oh, it's, it's like so you got to pick us you don't have to pick a side but it's kind of i don't i haven't i've seen only like a little bit of yeah. some episodes but it's do we side with this guy like is, is what he's doing just or not you know the idea of like okay this guy is a sociopathic psychopathic killer how do we make this something he could turn into good quote-unquote which yeah. is obviously not good that being said, I choose Lost. I fucking love Lost. I hate when people say they hate the ending. I binged it in college. I know Luke just recently binged it. I watched Dexter because on my other podcast, we did the pilot. So I said, okay, why not watch 100 episodes of television next? Like, it's quarantine. Let's just finish it. Stupid, but loved it. Lost, I watched in college, and I've never watched a show so fast in my life for being so many episodes. I, I think it's really well done. Obviously, like, what's the polar bear about? You know, there's things that you could say, but I loved it. Uh, so I choose Lost. So it's been a while since I watched Dexter because I was watching the final couple seasons live as they were coming out. And it's been, I think it came out 2013 is when the final season came out. I remember final being, season, quote unquote. I feel like I remember being in like high school, middle school and you talking yes, about this 100%. shit. <laughs> so I want to say that Dexter has one of the biggest fall offs in a show, in my opinion, I've ever been involved in. Worst five minutes of a finale that ever, ever happened yeah. in so it's going to be hard to get me to vote Dexter over Lost because I like Kathleen said I did not watch Lost until the, like I think it was in 2020 so very recently I knew roughly the ending yeah but like you're saying fuck everybody that says the ending is bad because I think the ending's phenomenal and the and the general consensus of if you haven't seen the show what you hear about it is wrong yeah. It, not not the opinions about it, but like what happens is wrong. Mm-hmm. People just don't understand it. It's fucking amazing. And I'm looking at the IMDb right now. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes. The last season for Lost season six was the lowest rated, but it, they're all fresh. 
And I think they're all we like uh, fresh. Yeah, it's rotten, <laughs> fresh certified right there. And Dexter has some really, really low scores for the season eight and season six, like sub 50, like 40, 30 percent. We hate low scores. We do. That's <laughs> not why this one could go either way voting wise, though. So I think we need to talk about both. I don't know, but I'm voting lost. OK, but and I want to say that there's something to be said about the binge of it all versus spending six years of your life watching Lost and thinking you're let down by it. Whereas me and Luke binged it. I would say he binged in a month. I bet probably binged in a month, mm-hmm. whatever it is satisfied. Cause it's like, wow, one month of my life. Sure. Yeah. That's let's, worth it. But six years. And if you don't really love the ending, it's like, what the fuck was I watching? What's our podcast name? Binge, binge town. town, town. <laughs> okay. Um, so me and Luke both lost. All right, I'll jump in here. I might be the biggest advocate for Dexter. You um, Ain't no might in that. I would say that seasons one through four with the season four finale ending be top 10 for me. Shows of all time, maybe even top five, to be honest. Even season five is good. Season seven is fine. Season six and season eight are disgusting. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, and the, the ending of season eight will never allow me to choose Dexter in this i hit so many lags in dexter it took me a really long time to watch it it was eight seasons but the religion season well, that's... with colin hanks is like made me throw kathleen up. has said in many podcasts anything religious she will she does up. not like and so season six is not good for kathleen no. i love dexter i love season one through four i liked season five i was fine with seven but yeah. i really can't choose dexter over lost with the fact that season eight exist as a thing like if we could just pretend it didn't maybe i would change my mind but no i can't feel like we might be talking about that for a for another show about if season eight didn't exist (laughs) better or worse but i don't know my two cents is that i've only seen season one of dexter which one of the best seasons of it right it was fucking crazy i have no idea why i didn't keep grinding through it because i know i got through two season two was the really good one right with the bay yeah, Butcher. yeah yes i got oh, through that shit, yeah i love the show from what i had seen and i'm almost glad that i didn't keep going because it sounds like it's like se- are not four good. is really good. season yeah. four's finale if you would just decided that it was the series finale okay. here's the deal because dexter's probably gonna lose the showrunner changed after season four and the showrunner came out and said that if he had his choice that he would have had it end breaking bad style where Dexter actually gets caught and it's his comeuppance and he actually has to pay for his sins. OK, yeah, we're not going to pretend like he's not a freaking killer. But instead, they, you know, Showtime wanted to maybe one day bring Dexter back, which they are. And they won happy endings all around. So, you know, five through eight or, you know, exists from a different showrunner. And if the showrunner would have stayed we'd be having a different conversation. I'm not a very animated person when it comes to watching shows. I just watch it. But I was in a hotel room for work when the season eight finale came out. And I was screaming at the TV by how bad it was. Like, I I mean, I was screaming at the TV being like, are you freaking kidding me? This is so bad because like Kathleen was saying about the week to week thing, I was probably season four on week to week. I got through six, man. Yeah, I did. it. I got to seven and it was getting better. Yeah. And then eight. Holy shit. Exactly how I felt. Yeah. I have seen, I want to say five seasons of Dexter. I've seen none of lost. Uh, Dexter is a show for me that holds like a little bit of a special place only because that's like a show that I remember like watching with my dad. Mm -hmm. My dad really liked Dexter, especially obviously the beginning seasons. I'm unsure what his opinion of is of the ending. 
I will say, though, that you guys have really changed my perception on Lost. This is actually take two on us trying to record brackets. First time was like the first episode we ever tried to record and we sucked and it was a mess. And even then was you guys talking about Lost. I was shocked at how much you guys liked it. So I'm definitely interested. Luke made the point of like the common perception is kind of wrong. I was 100% in that common perception of the ending sucks. Nothing makes sense. You know, it's not worth it. So maybe... Lost is something that I have to add to my list. The ever-growing list that I will literally never finish. And our boy and our boy Kane is in it. Yeah. Des, Des? Desmond. Yeah, yeah. Des. Desmond. I didn't even See get a vote. Life, brother. I didn't even finish my vote, but my vote is lost. We'll talk about it more in the next round, but that was one of the first shows I can remember that was like the water cooler talk the next day at work. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, did you see Lost? Like everybody was watching that show at the same time. It was like a phenomenon. What I was saying about Sopranos, that's Lost. You know, Sopranos did it for HBO and the, the juggernaut big primetime movie channels. And then Lost was the first one for an ABC network show yeah. to, to get that kind mm-hmm. of power. Yeah, Dexter's going to lose. Lost, okay. I was yeah. going to give a send off to Dexter. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it deserves the shit talking it gets for the way it ends. I just want to say that Julia Stiles season five was one of my favorites. So I would say even one through five. The showrunner starts Uh-oh. after four. Every time I text Jimmy, I go, "Ooh, a new love interest." I'm like, "I love it." Hannah McKay, fucking hell, dude! Yeah. I I fell in love with Hannah McKay. Hannah man. McKay was is the girl. Yeah. Who is her character? She that's her name. Hannah McKay is in season seven. She's like okay. the killer that's her girl. character name. Yeah, Hannah McKay. Yeah, she was, she's uh, dope. She's who's, like, who's his girl from like two, three, four? Rita. That's Rita. Rita. I love Rita's Rita. Rita's from like, episode one. Rita Skeeta. Yeah, yeah. Rita's nice. I like yeah. Rita. That was the most brutal. Like, yeah, that was wild. That was Whoa, hey, yo, that was wild. Chill. Um, yeah. I will say though that Deb, Deb's his sister's name, right? Yeah, was like an OG of. Is this woman like hot? Like, am yeah. I attracted to this chick? Like, wow. I don't know. Like, that's like The Office is Hillary Swank hot, where you're like, is whatever. Yeah. But they date it in real life. Dexter and Deb. Yeah, they, they were like, married like seven years. Wow, they were married. Yeah. And got he divorced. definitely thought she was hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they got married. They got divorced all within the show. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm going to spoil you guys for those who haven't seen it. There's a storyline where Deb falls in love with Dexter. So wow. So, Fully knowing oh, that yeah. they're related, like all that. Well, yeah. they're not what? related. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. Okay. The problem with, with that <laughs> is that, okay, they, the books, when we talk about books versus TV show, the books are just ridiculous like they are out of this world crazy his kids are killers like it's just it's Wait, not it doesn't correlate i had no idea this was a book series yeah it's the d- darkly dreaming dexter it's called yeah. and it's mm-hmm. but in the book series it is a thing that that deb falls in love with dexter and it's a storyline but they did it so poorly in the show that everyone felt uncomfortable it literally makes cersei and jamie feel normal like it's just so wrong yeah. wow but it, it's it's skeevy but the thing is too that the end of season six as shitty as it was the end of season six is what everyone was waiting for yeah and i'm not going to spoil it just because yeah what he's alluding to is the fact that that could have ended with dexter season six could have led oh, to dexter getting caught yeah. over yeah. better than what we got yeah yeah totally but that being said, I will watch Dexter's reboot and we will probably cover it on and this podcast. And I think we will. <laughs> yeah. All right, well. Cool. Move on. Yeah. So what was the final score for that one? Did we have one Dexter vote or zero? We no. had zero Dexter votes. Yeah, I didn't vote Dexter. All lost. A sweep for the lost boys. Okay, moving on to the quarterfinals, I think. Maybe. Anyway, <laughs> so this is a good one. We're back to the hundred. Mm. CW's the hundred versus HBO's Sopranos. The CW juggernaut. Juggernaut. The yeah. 
seven seasons, seven perfect seasons. You can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> I vote the hundred. <laughs> well, this is a shame. I'm really interested to hear your thoughts, Jimmy, on this because I feel like you you hold both these shows to such yeah. high standards. But we don't have to. I don't want to put the pressure on you right now. Yeah. Maybe give it some time to think. But I want to see what I, I, I brought this up in our coverage of the final season of the hundred. Rotten Tomatoes literally is in love with the hundred what is that five out of seven seasons have a hundred percent we didn't bring this up but you do have to pay attention to the fact that rotten tomatoes could be like 20 votes or it could be a thousand votes it's right. you know it could be 20 hundred fans how many votes are be, there it usually tells you for movies i don't know if it tells you per season of shows but so you gotta you gotta pay attention to that sample size really quick i i can't remember from the first round how many people have actually watched sopranos out of us Literally, okay, you, so bro. it's gonna lose. Sorry, yeah. bro. Yeah, Hold on. I gotta say this real quick, Luke. Click on it. There's 284 user ratings that give it 46%. There's eight critic ratings that give it 100%. Yeah, say that's yeah, that's why. Yeah, what do we trust more? User y- users are us. Yeah. Like, I trust the- whatever opinion user. I agree with. Yeah, right. So the critics killed it for the hundred. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. The hundred's gonna win. I'll talk about the Sopranos here so we can give the Sopranos their due because again, please don't turn our podcast off for saying CW's the hundred is better than the HBO's the Sopranos. Fuck Gabagool. <laughs> <laughs> I love the hundred and I would say Sopranos though in general like even if this was a real thing and you guys all had your own opinions and we had to fight for it i would i would say the sopranos you know that being said the hundred again we we've covered it on the pod it was the first thing we ever covered we love the hundred here i love the hundred sopranos is just another thing like breaking bad you know the acting was phenomenal the storyline it revolutionary we already talked about it in the last round how revolutionary the show was even i'm feeling a little uncomfortable about sopranos losing this and i'm part of Benstown TV who loves the un, you know the underdogs and that's the point of our show to, to make you guys listen to the underdogs and appreciate them that being said you know James Gandolfini all the acting for that show is really really good the show is phenomenal it is it does take a lot out of you it is darker it's a, a lot about mental illness and you feel like it's depressing you this is actually a funny story and I just thought of it I was watching the Sopranos and I finished it I think it was my second watch through and I was like, ugh. like I literally was like, this was good, but I feel and Kathleen said you should watch the hundred next because it's fluffy. I swear to God. And oh my God. Well, not fluffy. fluffy, but you know what I mean? Like I it's like hot girls. No, she was like, it's, it's lighthearted. Girl. It's not like, you know, it's 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 lighthearted and this and that. And that was the reason why I went to the hundred. Lighthearted. No I said lighthearted. There's just I said it's probably a CW show that's like Oh my goodness. An, probably an easier watch is what you meant. You Jimmy seems more confident with his with his remembrance of how this event went. Yeah, the point of the story is that you suggested the hundred because it, it'll help me feel better after the Sopranos so and good. the rest is history. That's crazy. I felt way better. And did you think, wow, we're going to talk about going to go head to head. These two yeah. shows that I just watched back. That's back. funny. But you know, like, there we go. So we don't even have to talk anymore. Sopranos hundred well, wins and we'll move on. Talk about the hundred. I just want to say I vote Sopranos. Thanks, bro. I'm a big. Obviously, I like the hundred. I loved it. How much I did never, you watch of Sopranos? Um, I probably watched two like season two. Two and four. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's so weird that my the his way I watch. Yeah, the way I was exposed to it. Yeah, uh, the it's the movie of my people. <laughs> I know that game. Episode to episode, even as young as I was, I was in captivated. But exactly what Jimmy says, 
Is that I just make up a word? Yes, you did. <laughs> Get off the N and you're good. And Whatever. I was in captivated. I was captivated. Whatever. <laughs> um, Entranced and. I love the 100. I think if there was. You, I don't want to get get crucified. this guy off the mic. I don't want to get crucified by you guys, but if, if there was like more production value to like the earlier the season, CW, maybe, yeah, yeah, then it would have been incredible. The Sopranos, yeah, my vote. Okay. I vote the hundred. Yeah, I vote the hundred. And but Jimmy, I'm gonna say this right now. Look you dead in the eye. That handsome face. Thanks. 2021 New Year's resolution. I will watch The Sopranos. All right, and then we'll talk by my birthday in June. Okay, and we'll talk. I think we all know we're supposed to like The Sopranos more than The 100, and it's a crying shame that only one of us has. Yeah, yeah. This might yeah. be a double asterisk on this one right here if we get, if we all can get to it. Who knows? True. I mean, we're not going to act like even if The Sopranos beats this out. I just, the fantasy genre has a higher baseline, in my opinion, just because that's right up my alley. I just, you know, that's why Breaking Bad and Sopranos are lower than other people view them critically. It's just because, yeah. like, I it's so capped. I want sci-fi. I want fantasy. I, I just want this crazy shit to happen rather than just compelling drama of, like, a gangster or, or drama of a drug dealer. Yeah, don't give me know. something that can happen to me. I want to hop planets. Yeah. Exactly. What are we fucking doing? You're watching TV. an anomaly into another planet. I want to talk about the time. Like, why is time different on this planet than the next? Yeah. I mean, we've said this a million times. I think I'm the one who's all, who keeps saying it every podcast, but... We go about how shows make us feel. We go about the entertainment. We don't need to decide The Sopranos is our favorite show just because everyone says it should be. I mean, everything is, you know, up to interpretation. And I'm never going to say, like, you suck because you like The 100 better than Sopranos. Our podcast is about the shows that we enjoy, that entertain us. And we hope it entertains you, too. And that's yeah, all. Yeah, if you disagree, then fuck you. Yeah. yeah. That's, and yeah. that's all I have to say. A, fuck off. Yeah. And B, but The 100 is, for us, is... Like we think about it differently than yeah. people do because it's so special to us. You, you need to open yourself up because there's good shows on the CW. There's good shows on sci-fi. And that's all I have to say. Because yeah, we we. Fucking... I will say, though, if you just watch the hundred as like a solo dolo and you don't have friends to chat with it about, like, I don't think you would like it more than The Sopranos. Yeah, that might be a hot take. But and, and here's the deal. We're not telling you that you have to like it more than Sopranos. We're saying that we choose the hundred over the Sopranos. So, hey, give it a shot. Jimmy is like feels so fighting. Yeah. He's fighting uh, with the yeah. rest of the world with them. We don't even yeah. know how they're going to react yet. This no, is, it needs to be said, though. Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. OK, Jimmy, we respect you. But the hundred <laughs> wins. Love you so much. brother. All right. That's fine. See you in another life, brother. <laughs> okay. We meet again, Kathleen. <laughs> so the next matchup is Sherlock versus Breaking Bad. I'll throw down. Throw the fuck I'm not down. losing two in a row. A lot of talking from you, Jam. I know, but I'm not going first. Someone else go I'll first. I'll go first because I'm obviously going to be picking Sherlock in this situation, but it's for all the reasons I just said. It, like like Breaking Bad, so I guess Sherlock's realistic, but not really. Sherlock's kind of superior human and shit, but like Breaking Bad's so realistic and it feels capped to me. I know there's Walter White's one of the best examples of modern day character development. I love all of that shit. And Aaron Paul's the man, but uh, I just think Sherlock Benedict Cumberbatch kills it. It's one of my favorite performances. Cool. Yeah. Finally, I can chime in here. <laughs> I finally can get some words in. 
I'm going to pick Breaking Bad. Um, so I'll give my due diligence to Sherlock. Uh, Sherlock is an amazing show. Like I absolutely remember Luke recommending it to me in like college probably or whatever it was. And I just fell in love with the show itself. Um, I voted against it in round one, but these are tough matchups still for me. Breaking Bad just does way more for me. I love that realism to it. I love the fact that there's a dilemma in moral compass. Is he doing the right thing? Is Does he still see his family as the end game goal or is he completely lost in the sauce and just drug dealing for the fun of it because you do see those wicked moments in walter white where he's like he like smiles at these dark twisted moments that you say know my name yeah exactly say my name like You're that was right he, season one he never it's would have Zigo, done that yeah so i just love that character development to him and i just love being able to just try to piece what i think is right and wrong in this show so I'm going to go Breaking Bad, but Sherlock, it's a phenomenal watch. And the, the episodes were an hour and a half. So it was a little different for me at the time, just because they were literally mini movies in each episode. But even at that, I still loved going back to back to back, watching the seasons in a row. It just never felt like, I, I don't know. I'm just going to say Breaking Bad. That's all I want to say. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jimmy, but I'm going Sherlock here. I think the format of it being basically like three movies a season, mm-hmm. um, that did it for me in breaking bad at points felt a little stale that's the only reason i mean i loved breaking bad as everybody said brian cranston watching him go from this nobody biology professor to oh chemistry you're right i'm an idiot i didn't even even watch it get off the podcast i know to this drug lord feared by so many like people in the cartel insane yeah but unfortunately benedict cumberbatch just way incaptivating for me. <laughs> I'll jump in. I'm going Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is my number one show of all time. Sherlock is in my top 10, but mostly nothing. If it's not my number one, nothing's going to beat it. It's been said a million times. I hope we have more to talk about for Breaking Bad and hopefully it doesn't lose. But I don't think there's been a better performance and a better duo by then Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul together. Again, I don't want to keep beating a dead horse, but the character development, the stories from this the 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 full seasons i thought it was a perfect ending i think um i know brian was saying it was it was a solid ending i you know i thought it was a perfect ending where i was happy with the trajectory of the entire series i don't think that el camino was needed i don't know if you guys watched that or not actually like you i have breaking bad and probably like my top two of shows yeah i never felt the need to watch el camino just because i just loved how breaking bad ended personally i watched it and i was fine with it but there's not many shows like usually a show ends and you're like damn i wish i had more if it's good and you liked it you know but breaking bad i you know people were like is he dead is he alive did he and el camino right away says he's dead and i'm glad because that was what it was supposed to be Oh, sorry, Kathleen, I forgot. <laughs> anyway, maybe so not off the uh, the watch list. Who's but not dead? It's been it's been on for, it's been off for five years, six That's years. True. So he has he has cancer, fucking cancer. cancer. Like it's yeah. there's no coming back. He has right. X amount of time to live. Like that's the whole point of it. So that's why I'm glad it ended the way it did. Because right. If yeah. he had stayed alive, it's like what the fuck is yeah. this bullshit? I will say though that it does a really good job of kind of making you forget that. Like yeah, does he feels larger than life? Like he is almost yeah. this immortal character now and, that like can do no wrong. To your point, he's larger than life, and you forget that he has cancer. But at the same time, they also make you remember at all times he does have it. Like he's dealing with it the whole time. You know, he does go in remission at yeah, some point. point. And the cancer's always there, 
but at the same time, you can forget about it because of how big he's getting and how larger than life he's yeah. getting. Well, some of the moments that are, is he going to get caught? You know, I'm trying to think, who is his brother-in-law? Hank. Hank. Like, he has some moments with Hank late in the season oh, that are, goodness. like, late in the series that yeah. are so intense. So, like, oh and my that's, God. okay, when you're talking about Hank and, and Walter White, there is a trailer for Dexter in season eight where they fake us out. You think Batista has Dexter cornered and he has a gun up to him, and you're thinking like that's like going to be another one of those things where you're going to have to have those those conversations with people that have been your friends for freaking eight years mm -hmm. to us eight years, and it doesn't happen because yeah. it's it's just a red herring, and they don't even. And anyway, keep going. Oh, right, wait, is, wait, this is lit. Okay. Yeah, we're what we're, the we're vote right now currently. So the vote is Luke and Paul for Sherlock, Dave and Jamie for Breaking Bad. So I definitely voted for Sherlock, but I think we briefly mentioned it in the first round. But Giancarlo, oh Esposito, yeah who is also in The Boys. Gus. It, yeah, Gus. And Unbelievable. Like, his character and how they make him a professional drug dealer and all this shit, like, it's just so Los fucking well done. And he is, to me, the highlight of the series that's not Brian Cranston. And that's funny because I can't believe that I've been the Breaking Bad guy and talking about the characters and not... I mean, we did bring him up a little bit earlier for a second, but Gus is like... I mean, you could probably go... Brian Cranston, then Gus, then Aaron Paul. No matter what show Giancarlo is in, he is always instilling fear. Like just recently in Mando, like no matter when he's on screen as a villain, he just brings up so much fear. Who's he in Mando? Uh, he's Moff Gideon. Fucking pussy. Yeah, exactly. He's just like, you see him on screen, you, it brings so much hatred, but also love at the same time because damn, that guy is a phenomenal he's, actor. He's a freaking goat, man. He's yeah, Gus. He he's is. in the boys. Moff he's... Gideon's a coward. Yeah, he is he a coward. 100%. percent plays the same villain in those three shows that we've just named and, and I love them each for different reasons, even though they're the same character and yeah. he plays them the same way. And I don't, I don't, it. I don't believe better call Saul was, was it even a choice on this Catalina? I can't remember. Mm -hmm. Better call Saul is, is ranked. You can check on Rotten Tomatoes, Luke, pretty similar to breaking bad. It's actually a spinoff that I is watched a couple really of seasons of it. And I enjoyed it, but it just felt like, the same thing with El Camino. It was just like, I didn't feel the need to watch it. I guess the only reason I watched it is because my roommates, you know, were really enjoying it. So I'd pop in and watch it with them. But. Yeah. And the point I was making is it's very highly regarded, but Gus is in that as well. And he's phenomenal in that, in that as well. My vote is Breaking Bad. I'm just going to start off with that. I'm trying to think. Well, I've already talked about how I, I thought that Sherlock was pretty whatever. So I, I don't want to beat a dead horse there. I, I am lower than the general perception of what Sherlock is, and I'm OK with that. Breaking Bad is it's been officially goaded in pop culture like that's a consensus top five show ever. It's the characters that do it for me. I think you have four legitimate superstar characters and their actors bring them to life it's Giancarlo Esposito as Gus Odenkirk Bob Odenkirk mm -hmm. as Saul yep. and then obviously Brian Cranston as Walt and Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul like those four the fact that they have all four of those as separate characters in the same show like those are leading men yep I have a special place for it too because I like Brian Cranston before this for Malcolm in the Middle mm -hmm. and seeing his range as an actor to absolutely kill the character of Hal who is the father in that to go to this i mean this is just insane and it's the characters that do it to me for me breaking bad gets the nod brian cranston how about your mother <laughs> brian cranston seinfeld oh, okay nothing okay brian <laughs> bad dad that. movie with james Franco. brian brian, brian cranston voiceover in a lot of american dad episodes. brian cranston uh from kevin power hart. rangers remake brian cranston kevin hart yeah. that one movie where brian cranston's in a wheelchair and kevin hart is his helper yeah but <laughs> Hey, Brian Cranston's in a new television show 
that my parents are watching right now. But I can't remember the name of it. But I can't remember the name. It's on. I think it's. I think it's Showtime. I'm just it's hearing a lot. Brian Cranston, uh, the movie with Kevin Hart. Hashtag uh, Brian Cranston. Uh, Brian Cranston, Sneaky Pete. Isn't that him? Sneaky I'm Pete. Just no, it's Sneaky not. Pete? Sneaky Pete. It's not Sneaky Pete. It's not Sneaky Pete. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? Anyone else? Going once, going twice. No, I'm next. Brian Cranston in a splashback in El Camino. Okay. Ready. <laughs> My vote is Sherlock, and I have nothing else to add. Three versus three, Kyle. Break the tie. Oh, no. I have written on this note sheet right here. Breaking back question mark. Sherlock question mark. Breaking back question mark. Sherlock question mark. Breaking back question mark. <laughs> you have a flower to pull the petals? He I he have not? no idea what I'm going to do. Both people, I'm going to vote <laughs> for Breaking Bad. You're voting Breaking I'm Bad? I'm going to vote for Breaking Bad. I think B. Tom's point about those, uh, what, four? Honestly, I would even say five because Mike's a great character as well. I, as much as people hated Anna Gunn, it's her character that they hated. She was great as an actress too. Ooh, yeah, That's I like know you Ozark just said wife. It's, yeah. People hate Ozark wife, but she's great. But she's great. Mm -hmm. I mean, she got death threats, but yeah. she Anna Gunn was very good. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen Breaking Bad. I'm probably more than overdue for a rewatch, but I just think that the the journey that that show takes you on for me is what slightly edges it over Sherlock of the, you know, continual mystery solving. Mm -hmm. I just think that for me, that is why I'm going to go Breaking Bad. Very okay. tight. I don't like to be this tiebreaker. Okay. It really could have went either way. Honestly, if we did this like tomorrow, it might have been Sherlock. Sure. <laughs> I say no more Breaking Bad talk. Put that hand down, Dave. We're going to talk about <laughs> yeah. it to death next, but I want Final Luke to send off of Sherlock. Sherlock. Yeah, so we've kind of mentioned it a little bit, but Sherlock's a weird format of a show where it's three episodes a season, four seasons, but each episode is an hour and a half. So it's a four and a half journey from front to back. And just the way that Benedict Cumberbatch portrays Sherlock is very unique. Like Robert Downey Jr.'s is, is good in his own thing, but it's so different in almost every way. And one of my favorite things about the show Sherlock is in my opinion, I would say Martin Freeman is the main character. Like it's all through, uh, Watson. Yeah. Watson. Jesus, I fucking almost forgot his name. Yeah. And he is like, he's fucking phenomenal. Like he, the way he, he humanizes Sherlock, who is this just superior human being with the most impressive mind in the entire world battling against crime, um, who was headed by other people and you know, drug like addiction. Just, like and drug addiction. Yeah, he's literally he's so right there flawed. by his side. He is so flawed. And Martin Freeman does such a good job at like showing him. He just loves Sherlock and sticks by him through all this bullshit because he knows how special of a person he is and like the way Sherlock, how important Sherlock is to the universe. He like saves the world multiple times, spoiler. But like it's just I always harp on the fact that it's the performances by both Martin Freeman. Benedict Cumberbatch and I always forget his name, but who put the Moriarty. guy who plays Moriarty are three of my favorite performances ever. Specifically, Cumberbatch and Moriarty, I put them in the top ten of anything. And forever, it's just going to be one of my favorite shows. And I totally get that I I have it as a top five, so I have it higher Wait. than other people. But it's it's my favorite. I don't want. I love it. I don't want to cut into you, Dave, but I just want to ask a specific question. So when you say the characters and the acting from Martin Freeman, Benedict Cumberbatch, Moriarty's actor, now. Do you say they're better than Aaron Paul, Brian Cranston? Yes. I, I, oh, so I you think do go. Okay. I'll put I'll put Brian Cranston over Martin Freeman, but mm. not over Cumberbatch or God, dude. Alan, just a, it's such a specific role to play. Mm -hmm. Like being Sherlock is fucking iconic. And again, I can't talk for fucking Heisenberg because I've only seen a season and a half. But I mean, Sherlock is iconic, and mm -hmm. to like make it your own and be so damn good at it is just a something modern else. day take on the. On that the, is exactly you know. what I was going to say, and the fact that like Sherlock. 
over the course of the books, all the different movies, TV shows can get a little stale just because we know what he's capable of. And it's always portrayed almost the same. But Benedict Cumberpatch does separate himself as one of those. And same with Watson. Like, I feel like in most of those other universe of Sherlock's Watson has to be that side character that helps Sherlock's go through these like side by side with him. And that's what uh, who does who's the actor again? Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman like does such a great job of, of that he really portrays a different kind of Watson than what we traditionally see. I feel okay. like. Okay. Okay. Cool. R.I.P. So, R.I.P. Sherlock, we fucking love you. So Breaking Bad won that round. It will lose later. I'm sure of it. Uh, so that's fine. Because uh, bias over here. Little bias because I'm looking at the bracket. I know what's coming up against it. Oh. So uh, we're b- taking it back to the right. We are going Spartacus versus Sci-Fi's The Magicians. Oh man, never seen Spartacus Magicians on lock. <laughs> Me too. Just right, let's, let's just say our bias to Spartacus. This yeah. Is, yeah, this is a shame because. We haven't gotten a chance to talk magicians yet because they're just winning. Yeah. But magicians over Sparty. Spartacus is phenomenal. Everybody that's listening to this should watch the first two seasons of it because you're just going to have so much fun, especially if you could do it with friends. It's just fantastic. The plot twists are top tier and the acting by, I would say, at least six people in the show is unbelievable. It's a great show. I think 99% of the people in the world fucking enjoy it. It's just nobody watched it because you don't hear enough people talking about it. But if you sit down and watch it, I guarantee you got to make it through the second episode, though. The pilot's notoriously bad, but all rise from there. So if you can make it through two episodes of that, you're you're hooked. I promise you. Anybody else on an RIP for Sparty? Yeah, I just, you know, I loved the fighting. I loved the titties. I loved the sex. Mm. It was just... It's such a fun fucking ride. R.I.P. Andy Whitfield. Love you, boss. Gannicus, my fucking boy. I just. Who'd you guys talk to on the pod? Theocles. Yeah. The- I mean, oh, my God. Really Season young. one, episode yeah. five. Bringer of rain. Unbelievable episode. One of my favorite experiences ever watching television, especially as a young lad watching that shit was like, I want to fucking jump through a brick wall. I also, I also want to say that I do put the finale of season one as one of the goat episodes. Oh yeah. Regardless of how I feel about the show in the top 10 list, that episode of the, you know, the finale of the first season is, is up there as best ever. Yeah. We've mentioned it um, in previous rounds that we did the Rooks and Vets for Spartacus. One of the first shows we ever did it. And we were absolutely in our bag. We had a blast covering that show. It's such a good time. If you haven't seen it, you really need to fucking watch that television show. Yeah, I mean, Spartacus, I love you. It's hard to see you go. Magician's great show. I'm glad you left to it. But. And Lucy Lawless, babe. Oh, Lucy Lawless. I mean, Zena, all Princess the actors, Warrior. There's so many good characters. Crixus gets so much pussy. <laughs> yeah, had to put it in. I heard Xena something I might like. Xena, Princess Warrior. It? Huh? You ever watch that show? Xena, Princess Warrior? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I used to watch when I was... uh as I said on the pod, <laughs> Shuring and Lucy Lawless made me explore my body. It comes up, <laughs> it, it comes up in that like Winona Earp universe world type of like show that I might like, yeah. but I don't oh know that I'll ever get to it. Yeah, that was great. Okay, that was it. Sorry to uh, Spartacus. The pod loves you. I'll watch you eventually. I don't know you at all. Uh, magicians, I can't wait to fucking dive. It's up against the hundred in the next one. Oh, so. Okay, do that? I know just how it goes once you get to the end. Okay, so one last one in this round. We've got Game of Thrones versus Lost. Everyone say goodbye, Lost. Give me Game of Thrones. It's on another level of yeah. Lost. Sorry about a boss. 
you lost. I can send yeah. off lost. Though. Send off lost because we're all going Game of Thrones, correct? I, yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Um, I'm interested to hear Luke's thoughts because you and kathleen's i just i can't wait to hear i said it a little bit in the first round about talking about the ending of lost i don't know what the fuck happened when they came out live i don't even know what year lost the end it but there must have been some little fucking like 13 year old who had like a viral tweet go wild about the ending saying everyone's dead because go fuck yourself like that is not the ending at all and everyone that is is um pushed away from starting this show because you think oh the whole time they're dead it's just completely wrong and i i expected that to be the ending and it was not and it was so much better and i loved everything about it you just need to give the show a chance yeah okay it was a cultural phenomenon for a reason i've been to i just want to say luke watched lost because he listened to my podcast episode on it on my podcast (laughs) (laughs) kathleen Um, plug it uh uh my favorite episode of it's great we talk about all different kinds of tv shows we pick one episode or or like a short series and we have guests on and they they pick their favorite episode of their favorite show and we deep dive um it's it's fun anyway so give me a plane crash and a mystery and i'm fucking in give me a bunch of people who do not know each other and they're forced to survive and make relationships with each other that is like by the way, there's a new show on Amazon Prime called The Wilds, and it's really good. And it's 10 episodes, and it's already renewed for a season two. They renewed it a week after it came out. Really good. Same type of premise, except you learn that it's a social experiment right away, which is just the fucking best. Yeah. Lost. I love Lost. Lost was really, really good. It it came up against the GOAT, in my opinion, in Game of Thrones. But Lost, Lost was just really cool how... You know, it's the reveal, plane crash, all of these strangers are together on an island. What's going to happen? But when they go through the flashbacks and kind of show how all of these people kind of kind of like brush shoulders in the real world before this, it's like, yeah, it's disgusting how well that is done and how like deep these plots are interwoven into each other. It it was just really, really, really well done. And I owe it a rewatch now because I thought they were all dead at the end. And that was as superficial as I went. And I was pretty satisfied with that. I was just like, oh, it's fucking purgatory purgatory yeah i think i might just watch like the last five episodes okay. in deep dive because i think me. But i don't know that i've ever cried so hard in a finale now, either yeah. i was crying in the fucking club at the lost finale oh my god i was crying for the wrong reasons at the game <laughs> of Thrones finale but uh, yeah game of thrones gets the nod sorry yeah, lost it does and also there's a lot of star power in lost that that go on to do great things so everyone will love the cast of actors in it there's so many good people in we it. have to go back <laughs> we have to go back i wouldn't mind doing like a rooks and vet on the last season Dude, or something like that shit. if you want to do that i would be i'd lost. honestly be very in for that <laughs> so we are in the semifinals. uh our top four shows are as follows the 100 and by that i mean the hundred like i keep saying magicians Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad. And if wow. I was going to guess how this was going to end up, I would say Magicians versus Game of Thrones would have been in a world where it would match up this with is that a- way, which it did. But we'll see. This okay? is amazing because these, I think those three shows like Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, and The Magicians are my top three. Yeah. Like, okay. so this I mean, is very, this is going to be very interesting for me. Town homies, listen, 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 because the stream bracket would be like a general consensus final four. This is not general consensus final four for like total audience. Meaning Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad would be, yes. which is kind of a shame that actually they're, I'm kind of glad that they're on the same bottom bracket. Yeah. The fact that the hundred and magicians are in our side 
Keep on listening. Yeah, I mean, we just we're just elevated beings. Yeah, we are. We are. Some would <laughs> say mankind. transcend it. Yeah. The first one is the hundred versus magicians. Um, I'll go first. The hundred is one of my favorite shows of all time. We're, real quick, we're it. gonna do a maybe we may we meet again episode right here. It sounds like like we got to do our send off for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, my there entire you. bedroom is like is is decorated for the magicians i have a fillery poster on my wall i have the tada lights i have like it's out of control i'm such a dork for the magicians it's the perfect comedy like it's it's perfectly dark great relationships great character growth quentin coldwater's love for fillery is i can't talk about it. i might start crying like that's how much i love the magicians whereas I'll I die for the hundred, but it's got to be the magicians for me. I I don't know that I love a cast or characters more than the magicians, so it's got to be that. But boy, do I fucking love you, the hundred! I just oh, I couldn't love you anymore. Damn. We're gonna have to, you know, I don't. I think this is gonna be a clean sweep. Yeah. Being the magician, so just talking about the hundred real quick. There's not a lot of shows that I gravitate towards like 10 of the main characters Mm -hmm. for so many fucking seasons. And don't get me wrong. There are some deaths in the hundred akin to can't say game of Thrones, but kind of like people you think are going to be main characters getting slayed right in the beginning, Mm -hmm. which is to me is always, it's always good to have that, that sense of, you know, anyone could die at any point. Safety. Yeah. It does become a little weird towards the end and it starts becoming more, more sci-fi and more about the plot than it does about the characters and their survival. So some people say that change in tone is where it started going down a little bit while at the same time, it's still CW. It's awesome. Like it's it, everyone. I think if you can, some people get thrown off by the corniness of season one, but if you can make it through that and you're invested in the, in the idea of what this world context is, you're going to fucking like the show season two, season three, season four. It's all fucking beautiful television. We bond it so hard over that stuff. And I don't even think we were watching it together in the beginning. No. We were kind of, Separately watching it as this random, cool-looking Netflix show with just people falling out of the sky and the, yeah. the you know the thumbnail, and it just we all sort of watched it a little bit by ourselves and came together and we're like, wow, this show fucking rocks. A lot of the characters are just epic and iconic in my head. We've interviewed a bunch of them. They're all, the the way that the cast talks about each other. Their whole team that made this show was family, and they fucking loved it. You could tell that they were passionate about it, and so are we. And it was fucking awesome. But the magicians moves on. Damn, Luke nailed it. Yeah, I mean, the magicians is gonna move on, and I really don't have anything else to say about the hundred because we you've heard us all talk about it before, and Luke really did just nail it. It's just a really fun ride. It's just so entertaining. Nice. Yeah, the hundred they did a good job of just from season to season reloading, putting another bullet in the chamber, and like getting me invested on this new ride. Like from season one to two, the antagonist or the the enemy body like changes every season every season and i i just keep getting reinvested especially from season four which was prime fire into season five and then from season five to six like those three seasons are three completely different like stories and just how they keep on redefining like what the show is and and the struggles that these characters go through it it was an awesome ride and obviously we're biased. We've talked about this before because we podcasted on it and we love doing that together, but the magicians takes the cake and I'm going to wait to take the gloves off for next round. Yeah. But the magicians gets my vote. Raven's hot. Raven's so hot. There's a lot of good looking ladies, baby girl. 
So we've got the magicians rolling into the finale. Now, this is I am excited for this. Baby. Yeah. Game of Thrones versus Breaking Bad. I mean, it pains me that I haven't seen Breaking Bad. So, of course, Game of Thrones get the vote. But I think in it just in the world, Game of Thrones is held in a higher regard. Yes. Not no. not in the world. No. I, I mean, take take the season eight finale out of it, like how season eight ended. I would say yeah. I would say general consensus. Breaking Bad would still be higher what? than Game of the, the, yeah, the, the same tier. And also, yeah. when you're talking about the two goats, you can't exclude season Dang. eight. That's like saying, mm. take out one of the most important seasons, and then Game of Thrones is a better one. Like, yeah. head to toe, I think the general consensus is Breaking Bad is a more full show. Yeah. I think the hires of Game of Thrones, everybody agrees, are better, but. That's exactly are low. That's what I was going to say is that the highs of Game of Thrones, like getting to like certain scenes, were just more mind blowing at least in my mind, than some of the hot, like some of the more mind blowing parts in breaking bad. And I loved breaking bad. Like I'm on this stand with Jimmy, like, and these are two of my top favorite shows of all time that are at least completed. Like, cause I was saying the boys might be up there, but that's an ongoing show. So it's hard to put it in that category. Is game of Thrones going to win this. So I don't want to talk about that yet. Wait, no, I don't no, know. I, don't I really don't I know. Don't Let's should. go around and say the vote without explaining. Let's just go. Game of Thrones. Breaking bad. Wait, game of Thrones. <sighs> I, I'm sorry, Jimmy. Bad. I'm switching sides. Oh, Breaking Bad. Oh, I think I got to go Game of Thrones. Like, like I Breaking Bad, that would have been so fun, dude, because it's three on three. Game of Thrones. I think just like I said earlier, like I didn't mind the ending, which would have ruined it for a lot of people. So I think I still have the ending as a like I like shows that end very well. Breaking Bad does that and Game of Thrones. Sure, maybe not had the as good of an ending as it could have been, or it sounds like you want to vote for breaking bad. Man. No, no, no. You know, no, I, I, that I, Game exactly. of Thrones Based is off so what, good when it's good, that it's unbelievable. Based off of what I said earlier, just the highs of game of Thrones beat the highs of breaking bad. If I had to like choose a rewatch between one of those two shows, I think I would choose game of Thrones to rewatch. Yeah. That's so I actually is, agree with that. What so, is the vote? Yeah. It's close. Game of Thrones won. It was like five to two. Thrones. I shouldn't even count, honestly. But. Okay, but let's just say right now that I feel that these top four shows that made it to the the final four in this bracket are some fucking juggernaut. Three of my favorite oh, yeah. shows of all time, right so there. So this is by no means any disrespect to Breaking Bad. While some people will have Breaking Bad top two, if not top one, it making it this far is impressive. I think for our group because we're super critical and we're we we just love what we love and, and we know that you know we're a sci-fi fantasy podcast like yeah. breaking bad does not fall in that category it was fighting an uphill battle exactly it yeah. was and that's exactly a great way to put it but game of thrones was just so much more consistent throughout yeah. each and every I think season Spang needs to give us a little sign off Unless yeah Paul both i mean we did, no, I mean, we did we did a lot idiots. for breaking bad i actually want to talk more game of thrones because we did so much breaking bad talk already like but to save be, it then yeah but the, the thing is that to me i don't really have my list in front of me, but if Breaking Bad's one A, I would say Game of Thrones one B instead yeah. of one verse two. So um, it was a very tough decision. I just think that with the ending of Game of Thrones, I chose Breaking Bad. That's the only reason I chose Breaking Bad was because we said it a million times watching Aaron Paul's character and watching Brian Cranston's character evolve for five seasons. And it felt rewarding kind of towards the end. And then you get the exact opposite. You get yes. Game of Thrones. You get seven seasons of character development. And then that means nothing in season. Well, eight. I would say not nothing for all the characters, but Danny specifically. I mean, Jamie. Yeah, I mean, Jamie, too. I'm just saying, like, in my head, 
Game of Thrones almost always ended their seasons with something with Danny, and you're always thinking she's going to be one of the, you know, she is always one of the main characters, but you're waiting to see what her ending is going to be. And it couldn't be any more opposite than Breaking Bad, the way they finish her off and just decide. We could have easily, they could have easily decided to give it more time, like George R. R. Martin wanted and done the Danny's heel turn very beautifully. And then this could be totally different. Game of Thrones is obviously moving on, like we said. I will say, though, that this conversation has really made me want to just rewatch Breaking Bad. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch it. We'll see. Okay. So this is my favorite ending to a bracket because it's Game of Thrones, which is a renowned juggernaut, as we've been saying, versus The Magicians, which is a friend group juggernaut, where I have to, it is the hardest show for me to fucking pitch for someone to actually follow through watching i don't understand it i will say season one is a lot of world building as it goes on it's just some of the best tv i've ever seen should someone pitch the magicians someone as as someone listening to this as a as someone who hasn't seen magicians they might not even know what the fuck we're talking about it's like my elevator pitch and i don't think i created this someone in this room probably did it's just it's fucking Harry Potter as college kids. It's They're on like, the back of the yep. book. Yeah. It's I all, mean, like, yeah, okay. That yeah. makes sense. It's mm-hmm. just like if Harry, Ron, and Hermione and shit were just in college and making magical edibles and fucking getting fucked up and going on quests to save the world. Like, it's just, it's an absolute blast. It, And to add on to that, if Harry Potter for college students and then Narnia is real. Just in yeah, the background. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like Narnia is real. Yeah. So it's based off of three novels, the magician's trilogy by Lev Grossman. Me and Luke both read the books. There's some comics that go that we also read like Alice's story and stuff. It's so good. It, it's Hogwarts. It's a uh, grad st- students. Yeah, like, exactly. But the world doesn't know that magic exists besides the students that are magic. There's also people that don't get into said school, break bills, university that have to be like kind of like drug dealing, which is like yeah, witches yeah. And wizards. It, it's so it's dark and hilarious and fucking savage and funny and, and sexy. It's, the way I would explain it is somebody wrote the show for me. Somebody wrote the show exactly for me. It's the one show in the world I could say that about. The Boys feels like a close second where I'm like, it's exactly what I want in a TV show. Um, But with that being said, I choose The Magicians. Yeah, it's weird because like Game of Thrones, we love and like Harry Potter, we love. But for some reason, when I'm thinking of the fan fantasy part of the magician magicians, and maybe it's because they actually like make it fillery, the book and then and then fillery the act, you find out that it's real. I feel like it's my favorite fantasy book that I've never read. Like, honestly, like, I feel like that's the closest thing to just I'm like, I wanted to read the books because the show was so good, but the books aren't as good as the show. That's the problem, you know? Well, are you saying that you want the fillery books to be real? And no, I'm just saying like, I would, I I would love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I just wanted, it just makes me th- like, I feel like I'm reading a fantasy book that I love, but I'm watching TV. Well, you know, you should read the books. They're, they're, they're good. And they go deeper and deeper into the fillery world and realm. It's good. It's good. And with, and with that being said, about the fantasy stuff we already talked about, now it's not only that, like Binge Town TV loves fantasy, but then we're going with the drinking, partying, bad words, you know, adult shit, like character development up the ass, everything mixed in one that you can love. Absolutely. And I will say, like, if you are a fantasy lover, this is going to be your show. 1000%. We, I can't stress it enough that you should just give this fucking show a shot just because it can bring a little bit of realism into it, even though it feels like 
even though it is a fantasy world. It's just amazing. Yeah. And where you, we keep saying this, that this is just a fantasy wet dream, man. There's dragons, there's fairies, there's a magical world. There's a Hogwarts, there's a fucking Dumbledore talking character, animals. basically. There's talking animals, the magic, the way they talk about magic and how it would be if it was quote unquote real, like with circumstances, just the, the perspective that they take on it just feels so much more mature than Harry Potter. And then plot aside, I will say that the writing might not be perfect and it's great in a lot of parts. It's absolutely great. But the actors themselves, I didn't know a single one of them before the show. They deliver the way they deliver lines is incredible. Like we're, when we're quoting the magicians, a lot of times, sometimes we're not even quoting what they're saying. It's just how they fucking say yep. it. Mm -hmm. It's just like Margot obviously sticks out. Quentin, the main character, is one of the most relatable character, main characters of anything I've ever seen in my life. Because he's so flawed. He's so flawed. And, and you, normal. You, he, you feel that if you were ever put into a fantasy situation, he is who I envision I'm exactly like. Me with One Piece. <laughs> it's kind of almost, I'm just going to that piggyback off that little comment. He, Quentin has moments where he's like, you know, you feel when you watch a show, you expect the whole like, you know, chosen one thing. And Quentin's just not that, you yeah. know what I mean? Like he's living his life like he's obsessed with this fantasy world. He's and depressed. He, yeah. And he wants to he, he has a quote. And I don't think this ruins anything that he says at one point, like, I have just been waiting my entire life for someone to come up to me and say, like, you're the chosen one. Yeah. And like him coming to terms with the fact that like that's not a fucking thing like no yeah. one is like that so the magicians first thing i want to say is the pop culture references they drop them every five minutes and i'm like there's too many pop culture references but then i'm like there's no such thing every single time it puts a smile on my face elliot and margo have this scene i think they just did it to be like hey remember us in the pop culture references where elliot and margo literally have to have a conversation completely in earth pop culture references because they're being listened to by one of the fairies or something like that yeah. but she would not understand what like game of thrones is or Battlestar galactica is so they just have to talk in code and it's so funny so pop culture references two how magic is portrayed in this is so cool because in Harry Potter, it's like you have a wand, you say when Guardian Leviosa and something levitates. In this one, there are hand gestures and all of the spells are written in languages like Arabic and Latin and like Greece. And that's how it would be because magicians are all over the world. You know, it's not just an English thing. And it's just so cool. This more than Harry Potter makes me wish that magic was real oh because God, it, yeah. because it is realistic. I, I think you said like the realism is on point and it's in a modern society. So it's, yeah. it's like these grad students who are really more grad students at, at first glance than magicians, you know, they're just going through their life, but Hey, they're magicians. They can do whatever the fuck they want. When I watch TV, I'm not easily like brought to certain emotions. Uh, number one being like sadness. Like it's not easy to make me upset about something. And magicians is the only show I'm not giving any spoilers, but it's the only show that I've ever watched that has gotten a certain kind of a like reaction out of me. That was major emotions and it messed me up for a while. I've never had that from something like Game of Thrones or Sopranos or Breaking Bad. You know, that's why Magicians is so special to me. So I think someone here has to mention Game of Thrones, which is the other show that the Magicians is facing. And 
Game of Thrones is my vote. I'm going to put my first vote down because we got to start voting on this. Um, What it comes down to is I think that there was probably a three or four, maybe even five season span of Game of Thrones where at the very least seasons three and four are my top two seasons of any show ever made. But that probably extends to seasons two through five. Those are like my top four seasons of any show ever. And then, you know, whatever else, it's all just noise behind that. That was just my favorite show for so long. And it was so good, so many years. And season eight sucked. It did. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like, I despise D&D. Never met them. I'm sure they're great people. But what they did was, like, hype up, gas up the entire world. And then they were just like, what's next? How are you going to finish it? And then they just, like, cakewalk to the end. Like, I, I despise them for it. But if you look at it, the first seven seasons, people hate on season seven, too. I don't think it was bad. I thought it was very, 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 very good. But like the first seven seasons were absolute bliss, like perfect television for me, the character development. There's much more to like dig into and delve into with the lore. The magicians just can't compare with going down rabbit holes and right. like the wiki. You know, it just can't. There's just more there for me in Game of Thrones and Game of Thrones is the goat. The ending to season eight was rushed, like felt like it wasn't fully completed. Like the story was never fully told in that season. But I think if it had given it another season, I think it would have been absolute perfect television for me. At if least. they extended season seven and eight to 10 each and added 10 more for season nine, the 90s episodes could have done. I it think that yeah. would have been literally the perfect te- television. But I mean, my vote goes to Game of Thrones, man. I just everything what Jimmy said about magicians, about the emotion and being emotionally tied to a character and then feeling the pain of like losing that person so to say or whatever i felt that multiple times in the show like oh my god i can't get over the emotional roller coaster that was game of thrones so i gotta give it to game of thrones last point is season eight was only eight episodes seven episodes something like that the three six six episodes even worse so the three loose ends that they had to deal with were white walkers then dealing with cersei to the south and then danny's like mental destruction those plot points each deserve their own full 10 episode season like they could have had three seasons to address those three different plot points and i think it would have been masterful and would have been a win-win-win for everybody involved but dnd yeah george r R. martin himself said he would have liked to go 13 14 seasons and i'm not saying it needed that but like luke and times we're saying giving it the time maybe 10 more 10 10 and and one more 10 to make it 90 episodes we could have got it this is like really hard are you got does anyone have like a definite vote yeah i'm voting for game of thrones definitely oh okay okay uh yeah so i'm gonna try really hard to not be super negative and condescending right now but okay if you can enjoy season eight of game of thrones all the power to you like my dad is a very surface level television watcher and has saw no issues with the finale season because he didn't know and i just i'm so i have to just say this that i just think if you enjoy the ending of game of thrones is it's due to lack of ignorance it's due to ignorance of what could have been and i'm gonna say that i think the game of thrones book series is the best book series ever written because of all the seed planning that george R. R. martin does it's so masterfully done the characters the stories he's creating and the show not having the source material to finish it with it was such a fucking downfall that it, it blows my mind i might hate it more than anybody i know the ending season because i love 
the beginning of it so fucking much. Yeah. I love all the lore around it. I loved, I, I just fell in love with all the actors themselves. I just, George R. R. Martin, I think is an absolute genius. I really hope he does not fucking keel over before he finishes the series because the book series is going to end and it's going to be amazing. But forever, the show is just going to be stained by Dan, David Benioff and Who Dan Weiss. What their names yeah, are. they're just like some of my least favorite human beings on the planet because they rushed a show that all they had to do was lay the ball up. But instead, they, they, they fucked up. And there's nothing that will probably ever live through culturally that will be so dominant in the mainstream media that disappears overnight. Yeah. Because of how big of a fuck up this was. And the, I, I'm going to say that I'm still voting for Game of Thrones because you were saying it earlier, Dave, the highs are I didn't think that that it was that television was capable of hitting those highs. Ever Even in my the life. lows were highs, you know, like exactly. in the first like five seasons, you know, like when you see characters dying, like that's a low. But like that's a low that I'm willing it's to sacrifice for good TV. New gold standard for how to become the best show ever. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's sad that it didn't it won't go down as the best show ever because of the ending. If anyone had, if anyone's listening to this right now, has not watched game of Thrones, go fucking watch it like this minute, but we just, split a just, lot. <laughs> yeah, we totally split a lot, but just, you know, be ready that the ending is very disappointing. And Do these that. two shows, the magicians game of Thrones are top five easy. That's that was, they were penciled in before when you asked like what your top 10 shows are, those two are penciled in top five. So anything I'm saying, you know, I fucking love the magicians. I think it's like a nine and a half out of 10. But, you know, Game of Thrones is the GOAT, and it's the GOAT for a reason. Yeah, I'm ready to give my vote here. Uh, I already kind of let you guys know what my vote was when I said last one, Breaking Bad is 1A and Game of Thrones is 1B. So Game of Thrones is going to get the vote. Magicians is probably 1C, really, to be honest. I mean, if those two are, you know, it's the next one on the list. But I don't know if I could say any more than what, what Luke and B. Thomas, pretty much everyone were saying, like I've never gotten into a show and the books and the lore more than I have with game of Thrones. A lot of the things that I'm saying, I loved about the magicians game of Thrones just has for a longer period of time. And it has more lore and it has more to, to provide to you. If you want more from it, I still stand by the fact that the magicians made me feel things that game of Thrones and other shows didn't, but I just really can't, pick magicians over game of thrones with a clear conscience i i totally agree there is nothing worse and everyone here at binge town will know because before the podcast started we were still talking and hanging and talking shows and we talked game of thrones and the possibilities and the theories and things that were going to happen and there's nothing worse than putting so much time and energy into something and realizing that they're just going to decide hey uh we're just going to give a cookie cutter we don't give a shit ending you know which the books will give us hopefully more, but it's still, it's still, the, it's still the good besides breaking bad. Sorry. So the failure of the last season of the show might benefit the books. If the books ever get written, because now he knows what not to do at all. Yeah. Which I is a good thing. When they ran out of sources, book source and they, and he stopped directing certain episodes and being a contributor that it got worse. All right, Paul, what you got? I am going to vote for game of Thrones just because the joy and hype that it brought everybody in between seasons discussing theories that's what made the show so great um was how you could talk about it for six hours and then still talk about it the next day question do you because i know you voted for breaking bad over game of thrones did you, would you how would the magicians versus you would say breaking bad game of thrones magicians in that order uh he, yeah i guess if we're talking like really good good tv that you're trying to get i mean i fucking love the magicians 
Yeah, you're, you're an OG. You and Kathleen are the OGs. Yeah, that I, show. I was hooked. It was Harry Potter on crack, like mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier. And that's exactly what it is. And I wish there was more because there's so much more world out there. I don't want to see. But, yeah, you know, Game of Thrones was just too good. Yeah, Magicians ended. It's over. It was a good ending. It had to be changed to be an ending because they found out they were canceled. It's a travesty that it was canceled because I would have loved to see a lot more from them and they could have added a lot more. To clarify what you're saying is just that the ending of the fifth season, which is is the finale season, was written to act as there were still things open on the table that they could continue if they got the green light but also it worked as an ending and, and that's you know. me on at work i was walking around during lunch and i opened instagram and the first thing that popped up was a magician saying thank you for the magic was was what the square said and i said i'm gonna kill myself because that's like <laughs> I, that was how it's like okay it's it's canceled or it's the series finale mm-hmm. and it's tough when you're mid season five watching it getting that and mm-hmm. that, like I, i'd rather that than it end and be like wait wait you know game of thrones just to give my last two cents exactly what all i was going to say is what paul said i had so much fun watching game of thrones with everyone you ever met it's like the thing that brought everybody together um i watched a lot of the season eight episodes in this house with these boys and god the letdown like we watched danny just fucking jacaris that entire fucking city and we were like yikes (laughs) like it was really fun to watch I'm going to be the lone magician's vote because I'm loyal to a fault. And I've watched magicians probably like six or seven times. <laughs> I started in season two watching live game of Thrones. I've only seen like a few seasons more than once, but uh, so I vote magicians and I, I knew I, that was going to lose. There's no way we can't say that game of Thrones is game of Thrones for a reason, but I'll give magicians my vote because I'm just a fucking obsessed with it. It's and like also, it, I love it so much that it makes me anxious there. I'm just going to put a placeholder in this, in this top tier list of shows that there's potential there for both wheel of time to make this list yeah. and the Lord of the Rings series, which I, I can both see being top, top tier shows with the money that they have back them. So maybe we'll have a different conversation two years from it's now. A shame. Hopefully the Lord of the Rings can be the better game of Thrones. Not ending. wheel of time. Not like for wheel of time. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know much about the wheel of time story. I obviously know Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so it's just like, for me, it's like that could definitely replace game of Thrones as long as it ends as long as even if it just is a fine ending. It's already better. <laughs> Whoa. That's what I think the hundred and the magicians did. They they nothing spectacular like dark. Yeah, baby. But you know, it was an ending that did nothing to hurt the legacy of the show. And that's that's the taste you leave in the audience's mouth when they talk about the show. It's always through the perspective of the ending. You're only as good as your last fucking season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. We said we were gonna do the stream versus the drama, but I think we should probably wait. And let them do the rooks and vets. Let them watch dark, and then we'll decide dark versus Game yeah. of Thrones. So I already voted, but I would like to speak. Yeah. Man, dark is not the out. winner of streaming originals. The boys is, but that's okay. Oh shit, <laughs> my bad. Now nah, you're right, bro. <laughs> Cut that. I'll edit this one. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. So I voted for Game of Thrones. The Magicians is an absolutely incredible TV show. The season four finale. I was in a dark room, my dining room. Just I don't know why I watched it in my dining room. Just sobbing yep. by myself in the dark at the season four finale. Mm-hmm. So that kind of lends a little credence to Jimmy's comment about how it made you feel things that Game of Thrones didn't. I don't agree with that because Game of Thrones also made me feel that way. Listen, I don't think that I will ever love anything more than I loved Game of Thrones, than I love Game of Thrones. I am on book 13 of Wheel of Time. The books are really good. The TV show is going to be good. I would be shocked if it grabs me the way that Game of Thrones did. I. I mentioned this earlier, obviously, but like 
I spent hours during season eight writing those emails. Like, and I had a fucking blast just going through the wiki of all of the things that are out there in the TV show, all of the little meanings behind the names of episodes or songs that they put in. It's just, I just absolutely love Game of Thrones. I don't think that there was any way for me I was going to vote a show against it. I don't even care that the ending wasn't that good. Honestly, watching it, like watching, sitting down and watching each episode in season eight, I was like, dude, this is sick. And then afterwards, sitting down, marinating, I'm like, all right, fuck, it wasn't that good. But watching it was insane. You know, the the level of emotion that we got from the conclusion to the uh, to the Night King. Come on. We were on our feet. Yeah, freaking out. Yo, that was crazy. And then afterwards, we were like, yo, that was stupid. <laughs> but <laughs> I just want to say that everyone, I agree almost with everything people said about Game of Thrones. The one thing I will say that I just want to give a shout out to this man, Brian Cogman. Brian Cogman is the man who wrote season eight, episode two, which is consensus, the best episode in that season. Mm-hmm. Everyone's sitting around the fire, kind of contemplating oh, yeah. their mortality and all of the roads that have led them, this ragtag group of characters to Winterfell to kind of defend humanity. That man should have wrote the entire last season. Uh, they refused to let him help. What are the other episodes he wrote? Cause didn't he do, he didn't do battle of, Bastards. And- no, I'll top of my head. I don't know. I just know, like, he has a couple of really, really yeah, good episodes. He, listen, they have like the extras for the episodes in season eight. And like, I watched, obviously, I watched all of them. This man is in tears in this season, in the season eight, episode two extra of just talking about the characters. He is crying, like, sobbing on screen, talking about how much he loves these characters. And then you contrast that with fucking douche and douche talking about it like danny forgot about the ships and shit and it's like come on bro like the level of disrespect that they showed fans like us and then comparing it to this man like pouring his heart out about the show i just wish that that guy would have gotten the ability to write the last season Uh, i just wanted to give him a shout out that was it okay well i'm not surprised game of thrones won that one again our streaming originals bracket last episode ended with the boys versus dark and the boys won not dark jimmy pa i know what you want but (laughs) and this one of course goes to game of thrones the next one will be a little more lighthearted. it's comedy and there are a lot of animated shows in there so i know you said that you weren't sure we were doing animated but like big map all the solar opposites all those good ones are on there that'll be a little more fun and i mean this is really fun but it's like i don't i think we'll be a little less depressing talking about something that's so beautiful it really is it's it's, i'm like i said it's giving me anxiety thinking about how much i love these shows it's like i can't wait to cover the magicians because we have some people who have seen one through four and they don't know the entire ending of magicians so it's like i can't wait to see what their thoughts are on the ending because i know i I definitely have my own opinions about the ending. We know you do. Yeah. I mean, they're not they're not negative. They're not negative. They're neutral. I'm gonna yeah, kill I, you. I guess a disclaimer I should say is that I'm someone who has not seen the last season of Magicians, but that is because in preparation for our Rooks and Vets series that I disagree. We didn't even and know there was gonna be Rooks and Vets when it came out in January. I disagree. That's the true, way but... that you two, Brian and Kyle, talk about the magicians still, like even even if it doesn't win over game of thrones the way that you can even talk about them in the same sentence says a lot about how we just know as a group that you guys are going to fucking love the end of the magicians everyone's going to love the end of magicians but okay and i had started the goodbye but we got back into it again but uh no that's okay uh i don't have anything written down again so love fucking love you guys that was binge town tv okay we're binge town tv at everything twitter instagram binge on tv.com check us out we cover basically all the shows we talked about if they're still streaming or not if you guys want us to cover something let us know like throw it at us if you guys want us to pitch any other shows like that you 
or like disagree with this stuff, we will argue with you. So let us know. Um, yeah. So that's Binge Town TV. And thanks for listening. And another gentle reminder, if you want to challenge Luke and Chess for some yes. merch, let us know. Love you guys. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.